2: That is fucked. <laughs> I can take you through it step by step, Explain why your story stinks. But I won't insult your intelligence. There ain't no goddamn taste. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. Why are you still in character? I am a star.
3: I'm a
1: star, I'm a star, I'm a star. What fucked up is that that fucking like kings and queens and shit would call themselves we. That's stupid as shit.
3: Yeah, they they speak for the kingdom, Matt.
1: What? How come? Uh, inbreeding mostly. And they love fucking their cousins. Then again, everyone did until like seventy years ago. Yeah. So I read a thing that, <laughs> and I don't I don't know how like I don't know I don't know what to make of this. But there was I read a thing where someone was arguing that the uh, the incest taboo at least as it pertained to cousins was an invention of the catholic church um because basically you know for for most of most of history people would like specifically like marry within their like their clan you know yeah. to yes. to like preserve inheritances um, yeah yeah you know maintain like lines of like you know inheritances you know um if i've got property it's going to my you know to someone within my clan, like, yeah. And, you know, it was kind of like a safety valve. Like if we can't find anyone else, like you're going to marry a cousin. Like if I don't have any male heirs, you're going to marry a cousin so that at least stays, you know, my, like my farm stays within the family. Uh, yeah. and, wh- but, but what would happen was if for some reason there wasn't a male heir for a property to go to, like if they just couldn't find anyone, it would just go to the church because the church, they were the guys. Yeah. And so the church wanted to like, you know, up the chances of inheriting that, that sweet, sweet farmland. Um, and so they were like, no, no, no. You, okay, actually you're not allowed to marry your cousin. You can't do that. Yeah. Um, because that's cheating. Yeah. Know? Bad things will happen. Um, but, it, but it falls apart because, like like you were just saying, like, a hundred years ago, people were still marrying the shit out of their cousins. But not, I mean, not to the extent, like, I got the sense again, I I got the sense from this article that it was like, it was like, you know, you were all, almost like flipping a coin in terms of like whether or not you're going to marry a cousin or not. Like, it was yeah. almost like, almost yeah. like the primary option. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, chances are, I don't yeah. know how true that is. This is, again, I don't even remember where I read this article. It just, it's one of those things that just stuck in my brain. Because yeah. it, was, it was one of those things that was kind of like, the person was like, almost arguing, like, it's fine to fuck your cousin. Yeah, exactly. But like, without quite doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have something like that, but, and, and specifically about cousin love, but about, like, the legality of it. That, like, right. when I was, like, 20, I, like, looked it up. Um, what is it called? Because I remember thinking, like, because, you know, that old, like, stereotype of, like, people in the South, like, f- like marry their cousins or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was just, like, I just remember being, like, like, a real thing. And I like, looked it up, and I found this website that was, like, an advocacy group for marrying your cousin. And I was yeah. like, all right, going to go on this, going to go on this website. And so I did. And like, yeah, they had like this like map of like, actually in most states, it's not illegal. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Right? Like, like, and I, and I just remember like looking at this map and just being like, all the places where they specifically made it illegal to marry your cousin, all the places that have the, that have the, um, was it just basically all over the South. Except for, like, of course, like, Mississippi was just, like, whatever, go for it. But, like, all the rest of the South was all, like, you cannot marry your cousin. But, like, for instance, in Maryland, you can totally marry your cousin. So, so there's there's an episode of the, the TV show Community in, like, I think maybe the last or, or the second to last season when it was, like, it was, like, always a low-rated show and they just, like, kept cutting the budget of it further and farther. And, like, the ratings, like, kept slipping farther and farther down. I think they moved it to, like, online-only distribution at one point, yeah, maybe. They, like, that. fired and rehired the showrunner a, a couple of times, I think. It's like, like it was... Yeah, yeah. Well, I think <laughs> it's problematic now, but... Um... Bank, who knows? Yeah. But any anyway, they, uh... there is, I think, like, again, like, a last season episode when they're really just like, ah, fuck it, this is a sinking ship. Like, they literally had an episode where there was a, like, a major subplot about just, like a guy who was like trying to marry his cousin and kept just being like, it's fine. It's fine. Here's the statistic. Here's like the scientific data and statistics about why it is fine. Um, and, like literally at, yeah, at, like the last thing, I think like over the credits, maybe they had like a section segment playing where like the guy who wrote the episode came out and was like, hi, I'm the writer of this episode. They let me write this, this episode advocating for cousin love because it's just my thing. It's just a cause that I'm passionate about. I want to advocate for Cousin Love. But Dan Harmon said that if I wanted to write this episode, I had to come on at the end and tell everyone that I specifically wrote it and no one else because this is my weird thing. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh my God. Oh, my God. That guy's going to win 2024. That guy's G O B nominee, or div- who knows? I would vote for that guy. That fucking rocks. That's like, God, Community was such a fucking good show. I love yeah. Community. Except when it wasn't, because it was also yeah. sometimes just the worst show. The Worst fucking show. Yeah, ever. yeah. It was but, a show that I kept like being like, I'm done with the show, and then I would come back and I'd be like, All right, I watch a little bit more, and then yeah, over and over again, back and forth. Holy shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to find that. I'm going to have to find that fucking clip. I just want to watch that guy. Have yeah. to do that. That's so funny, too, that Dan Harmon was just like, sure, if you go out and say this, and then he was just like, yeah. yeah. Sure. You have to take specific solo credit for the Cousin Love advocacy episode. Yeah. The very special episode about how it's fine to fuck your cousin. The children will probably be okay. Yeah, that's... <laughs> I think... I think the the funniest scene of Jonah Hill's entire career is just the scene in The Wolf of Wall Street where he he's talking he's talking about how he married his cousin and it's just his whole his whole reasoning is just what am I gonna let someone else fuck my cousin? But <laughs> oh, she's hot. His, his whole reasoning is literally just like oh she's hot. You don't get it. No 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 my cousin's hot. <laughs> I'm gonna let someone else fuck her. She's hot. No it's my absolutely. cousin there. Yeah 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 it's legal that's the thing. It's, God, that's so fucking funny. God, that's, God, that's so cool. That's, honestly. What what would happen if the the kid was, like, fucked up? Oh, it's fine. We just, like, bring it out in the countryside and, like, open the door and, like, let it walk out and be like, you're free now. (laughs) Is that from The Wolf of Lost (laughs) Street? (laughs) Yeah. This is honestly a really funny movie. God damn. I've actually never seen it. I've never seen it. I think because I was, like. Um, when when did it come out? I'm gonna say, like, 2012, 2013, somewhere in there. I don't know why I wouldn't have seen it. That's, like, prime me seeing something. (laughs) That's, like, that's, like, just, like, yeah, if it was 2012, that's when I lived in LA, and all I did was go to the movies. I was just, like, just a total fucking, like, layabout scumbag, and all I did was go to the fucking movies. I, I saw every fucking movie back then. I had, like, no money, but what I had, I would just spend on going to the movies because I was like, what else am I gonna do? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Dude, it's it's worth a watch. It's long, but it's like an entertaining three hours. Yeah. Like it is Fuck an, me. Are you kidding me? No, it is, it is like, I think legitimately three hours long. But again, like it is a like it is a fun three hours. Like it is you've got like peak, like the like golden age of like just weird Matt like Matthew McConaughey performances where he was just you know there was like this three-year period yeah. where he's just like I'm just gonna do movies with like auteurs but yes. just bring my, my like weird like smelly guy energy to it yes and then you got like Jonah Jonah Hill who I, is an actor who like is super hit or miss like because he he brings like a thousand percent to every performance yeah. and like regardless of whether or not it is a role he should be playing but, like, when it works, like, in this movie where, again, he's playing a guy who does not understand why my cousin is hot, I'm not going to let someone else fuck her, oh doesn't understand why that isn't reasoning everyone is behind, he's, yes. just like, totally committed to that as, like, an adequate explanation. Yeah, he's, like, yeah, yeah. For that role, he's great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's what you want him in. You want him in a role like that where he's just going to be a, basically a psycho, you know, but then a movie like Moneyball, terrible. You know what I mean? I never saw it. Just assumed it was that, dude, dude. You're fucking. You need to. You need to find a place to set your <laughs> laptop down and just not touch it. Yeah, like that. Do you that. didn't see me. And I know there are two two good things happening now. Uh, it's a win-win. This is gonna drive me crazy because it's just it's. Yeah, okay. right. right. ready. I'm gonna move my tea. I have a lovely uh, herbal tea. I'm an herbal tea guy. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. I've got a, a nice, just standard Earl Grey going myself. Kind of stay up all night, buddy. Come on. You know what I did the Dude, other day? Dude, it's, it's Saturday. It's like 8.30. Oh, no, it's 9. Whatever. But it's it's Saturday. It's, it's tea. Fine. I'm going to be fine, Matt. Yeah. I'm going to be fine. Yeah, you keep telling yourself that. What's it called? You know what I did the other day? I burned an American flag. Did you really? Mm-hmm. Why? Because it, it, it gets at, like this little American flag on the stick, and the stick broke, and 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 so I saw it in the trash can, and I was just like, well, I've never done this before. I've never, <laughs> I've always wanted to burn an American flag, but yeah. I've never done it, and so it's kind of like, all right, this is my time to do it, so I took <laughs> it outside, right, so I took it outside, I think Jackie was running, and I just took it outside, and just like got a lighter, and just set that shit on fire, and let me tell you something, uh, it, it, it it, it was, I don't know what the fuck it was made out of. It was, like, one of those, like, little ones, you know, that they'll, like, hand out at, like, a parade yeah. or something. You know, like, one of the real little ones. And it Yeah, just you were just fire. you were just inhaling plastic fumes. Yes, exactly, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing. It just caught fire so quickly and just, like, got out of control. And I threw it in my, um, like, like our smoking tin where I put, like, my cigar butts. Mm-hmm. And it just, like, fucking immediately caught fire. Like, the entire thing yeah. caught fire. Just immediately. And, I, it just, and it's just this, like, this, like, Smoke that like really did not make me feel very good, and I just immediately just poured my drink on it (laughs) and just was just like, Well, okay, I got I did that, yeah, real, real, real crazy shit. And I I think that's what you're supposed to do anyway, so no one can get mad at me, and even if you do, who cares? What's it called? Who cares? It was cool, it was cool. I can now say I burned an American flag, people love that flag. They do. They're really into it. They're really into the flag. So the flag itself, like, that's the thing. Just being like, real big, real bit, like the fabric, the flag. Because I remember, like, our friend, what's it called? Our friend Mike, who was in the army, came over and he saw the kids just, like, playing with this flag. What's it called? Like, it was like a few months ago, like, before me and him went out to dinner. And, like, the kids were playing with like, just throwing it and shit, like that. And he was just kind of like, man. Okay. You know what I mean? And I was just kinda like,
3: what is a flag? Who cares?
1: He was just like just like, yeah, well, okay. He let it go. But I was just like very confused and I was like, Oh yeah, wait. You care about the flag. Just weird. You just meet people that care about the flag. You just I don't know what to do with them. You know what I mean? I love Mike. Yeah. I don't know I don't know how to react to that. You know what I mean? I'm just like, it's a piece of cloth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who cares? What's it going? He cared. Mike cared. So you know what? I burned the flag like you're supposed to. Because I'm a good American.
0: Yeah.
1: did it out of patriotism. I did do it out of... Yeah, and no one can prove that I, it, that I did it because I it because I gave like, it a Viking funeral. I gave it a Viking... Really? Really? The flag fucked me. Because let me tell you something. They, that goddamn thing. That smelled so bad, burning that motherfucker. Hmm. Well? Have you burned a flag? No. I can't say that I have. I, I haven't... I haven't cared to, you know, I haven't had the opportunity and, you know, I'm also not someone who's big into the like veneration thing, but I also don't care enough to like get into desecration. I'm just, you know, I I got other things going on, you know, I'm I'm a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. patriot you are. Let me tell you, let me tell you, I I, I was trying to think of something that I did today that would indicate that I was a busy guy. Immediately, immediately blanked. Immediately. Yeah, no, I I ate a large amount of meatloaf, but. I was a meatloaf. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Meatloaf is good. I hadn't had it in a long time, made it myself. It was all right. You meatloaf, make it yourself too? I mean, it's not, it's not hard. It's like ketchup and brown sugar. I know. Yeah, yeah, No. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, when you find out that meatloaf is actually just ridiculously easy and stupid to make. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's why people make it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, it rocks. No, yeah, I did. I've, I've made meatloaf before, like half of my fucking family just decided they don't eat meat anymore. So it's just like, okay. Mm. Yeah, I yeah. know, right? Yeah. No, I, I Audrey today my kid today was talking about how, how they wanna like uh be a farmer when they grow up and like have us all live on the farm and I was just like, That rocks, I would love to live on your on your farm. Right, we was talking about what type of farm it would be and I was just like, Are you gonna have like uh and he was like, Oh, I'm gonna like I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a lamb and I was just like, Oh, for like wool? And Audrey was like, No. And I was like, Oh, like for like like to kill. <laughs> <laughs> to punch you <laughs> and he just, just started crying immediately. It's, God. You know, Matt, I don't know I don't know that he's cut out to be a farmer. Yeah, is exactly. that yeah that's the thing. Yeah, yeah he's just like he's just like no just like food. I was like, oh well animals can be food. You just you have to kill them first. Just God, I'm like really like, you, the number of times my kid has been like can you stop talking about death? And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm really bad at this. Your kid isn't powerful enough. That's right. Not- no, no. Have no- you been reading to the Hagakori? To your kids before bedtime? I, I actually did one time, and they were like, this is boring. Okay, oh my god, I'm sorry yeah. I asked. Yeah, um, why, why do you ask questions you don't want to know the answer to? <laughs> yeah. Well, hello, and welcome to You're Gonna Hate It. My name is Rob. My name is also Rob. His name is Matt. You my know name, that. Aaron, name, you know that. My name uh, is Rob. Did you, Alex, you know today? that. Uh, yeah, it's... It's, yeah, it's that awe thing kids do when someone gets in trouble. You're just, you're, you're like, you're just naming yourself after like stage directions from sitcoms, but. Well, I'm a screenwriter now, so I'm practicing. Is, is your screenplay like, is it a, is it, is it like a, uh, um, uh, God, oh, what's, uh, TGIF sitcom? That's that's what I was going for. It was a TJIF sitcom? Like one of those like like oh uh, yeah, full, like full house, you know, like that whole like lineup of like mid like early nineties, like ABC like super family friendly sitcoms where you'd have kids going awe a lot. No, my my sitcom is more action or my sitcom, my movie, uh, uh working titled which is Kings, is more Yeah action. you told me that. <clears throat> I was really upset. Robbie immediately found another movie made like in the last Five years, also called Kings. Yeah. Very, very upsetting. Yeah. Because uh, so, I don't want to come up with another title. <laughs> but it's so good. It's so good. It's it's honestly a great title. Um, because, you know, there are kings. Um, people like to say, it's always off that thing. You know, some people say, like, a thousand years ago, we would have been kings. You know what I mean? I thought it was just because everyone spoke in the third person plural. Well, yeah. The well, first well, person plural. Jesus. You don't even know what you're talking about. <clears throat> you're just off that Earl Grey, buddy. Yeah. <clears throat> well, this is a film podcast where every week uh, we assign the other one a movie that we think they're going to hate. But, you, you know, if you've been listening, you know the bit is, <laughs> like, <laughs> we Givin abandoned a- it by, like, week three. Um, exactly, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't. I, did, I assigned you many movies you've hated. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And for I have, There have been times where I have tried legitimately to get you, but mm-hmm. again, my tastes are just too good. Yeah, that's it. well. Yeah, and also I'm just, as I say, too powerful. What's about I do. I, I will say there are some movies that have got got in my back pocket that I think you will legitimately hate. That I'm going to give you at some. Point. But okay. well, 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 just for that, I'm okay we'll see yeah what are you what are you gonna do you're gonna threaten me with the love guru again i'm untouchable at this point
3: i'm like
1: i'm like what's his name from the princess brad i've just been drinking small amounts of poison and you can't get me anymore the The one i'm going to assign you today though that i think i'm going to assign you today i think will i think will break you okay we'll see because again we're going to do something we're going to do something different for oh are we we talked about this did you already forget no i thought we were doing that in august yeah we'll talk are we doing that now? Are we doing that today? Is that today? Yeah, this, this is where that starts. Because okay, the next one, okay, so it's currently, so just just a, a peek behind the curtain. It's currently July 25th, so we're assigning ourselves movies for when we <laughs> record. So yeah. fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be a week from now, and then they usually, like, we, it takes a week for them to come out too. Okay, yep. Yeah. That's okay, yeah. all fair points. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. So yeah, basically we're on a yeah two week delay. But okay. anyway, anyway, not the point. We'll get to that in a second. But our first movie, I I I don't know. We'll get to we'll 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 find out in a second. But I don't think I hit with this one, and I wasn't even trying at all. But that movie is Ernst Lubitsch's To Be or Not to Be from nineteen forty two. Roll that trailer. Back. I said it first, I said it so for it counts. I said it for no. Back. You did not. You think you did, but there's a delay. So when it comes out in the recording, people will know. People will know that I said it first. And you know what? It doesn't even count because we've been talking over it. So roll that trailer.
2: To Be is truly an outstanding motion picture, an exciting romantic comedy keyed to an ever-mounting tempo of suspense. To Be or Not To Be brings you the screen's beloved star, Carol Lombard, in the kind of role that won her the applause of millions. And that mirthmaker of the movies, that Casanova of the radio, your favorite comedian, Jack Benny, in something entirely new, something surprisingly different, and it's hilarious all the way. To Be or Not To Be is a swift-moving comedy melodrama enriched by the magic that sparkles in every Ernst Lubitsch production. It's the picture everyone will want to see.
1: God damn it. Roll. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You, you shouldn't have argued. You shouldn't have argued. I shouldn't have argued. I know, yeah. but I love to argue. Yeah. I you am just legitimately do- panicking what I'm going to assign you. I'm going to let you know. <laughs> legitimately panicking. All right. So again, the, the film is To Be or Not To Be, which came out in 1942, directed by Ernst Lubitsch, who made a bunch of these kind of like comedies of manners like this. You know, they're all... all you know, very, like, witty or bane, but, and, like, kind of, like, you know, they're, like, golden era, like, haze code Hollywood movies, so they're not, like, they can't quite be, like, outwardly sexual, but there's, like, a lot of, like, double entendre, like, sexuality in them. Um, so it's 1942. This is one of the, the first movies that is made about Nazism in Hollywood. Um, there had been, like, the Great Dictator by Charlie Chaplin. And um, that came out, yeah, came out in 1940. But that was a total outlier because Charlie Chaplin was like such an institution; he kind of do whatever yeah. he wanted. Yeah. Um, and I think and this, did he did he self produce a lot of his own stuff? I believe he did. Yeah, because again, you, he was a founding member of United Artists, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. And just like, are you, sh- are you shocked I knew that? Uh, I mean you will you will surprise me every once in a while with like what you know um like i was i don't really like admitting this but i I was listening to some of our, our earlier earlier episodes today because I was lonely, I had nothing going on, and it's we are friends you can call me yeah, no, I don't want to do that fuck you um okay. but you know I kind of get like a you know almost like a like a uh um a little dopamine hit yeah 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 yeah. i was gonna uh, like a like an acid flashback to hanging out like yeah like a like a secondary high you yes. know like remember remember in the past when i've hung out with my friends like that was yeah. fun exactly. yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try and i'm gonna try and like scrape the little like resin out of the bowl and smoke that yes um, versus me when i when i listen to old episodes i think like man i could have really nailed into the wall a little better there <laughs> this, oh this, yeah this, i mean psycho i do that too but um But you, like, you knew, in this episode we were listening to, or I was listening to, you knew who Robert Evans was, which blew me away. But it was just because you'd watched his, like, weird Comedy Central show. Yeah. (laughs) Which is perfect. Like, you knew an unexpected thing, but it was for the dumbest reason possible. Exactly, yes. Which, which another thing is, like, the crux of this podcast is that I actually am a learned man, but for the dumbest reasons. Yeah. Yes. Well. I'll agree to the second point, but the first one—you'll you also know. agree to. You'll also agree. Yeah. <laughs> to. You said yes. I win. Okay. So talk about Ernst Lubitsch. So, so again, I, it's it's worth noting that this is it is a it is a it is a comedy about Nazis, which mm-hmm. is a it is is I think it it is something that I believe works, but people struggled with at the time. Um, this was oh not my. a Oma oh at the time, especially holy shit. Yeah, this was not a particularly it got mixed reviews at the time but did not do well at the box office um yeah it, it is it has since been reconsidered as a as a classic of the genre or i i of the genre that's not the right phrase it's not like there's a huge wellspring of like nazi comedies there are actually a few again like the great dictator which is like very much in the same vein as this and then it's you know about nazism and fascism and you know very explicitly about you know about you know it's it's anti you know, it's about the horrors of it, but also goes out of its way to make fascists seem ridiculous, you know? Yes. It finds the, you know, the the comedy in, you know, fascism, which people I don't think were totally into, again, right after the U.S. entered World War II. Um, but this is also, it, which was, it was shocking for people to get that I, again, partially just because this was the first, like one of, one of the first cinematic depictions period of Nazism. Like even The Great Dictator doesn't, isn't about Nazis. It's about like, you know, adenoid Hinkle who's like, you know, very clearly Hitler, but not Hitler at the same time. Like this is a movie about, to be or not to be, is specifically about Nazis and Adolf Hitler and the occupation of Poland. Like it's set in the like real world you know, dealing with like real world events and like the Polish resistance, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, they're they're talking about concentration camps in this, Um, which again, that on its own was shocking to people in 1942 because for, for since the Nazis came to power, you know, almost a decade ago at this point, there had sort of been a self-imposed gag rule in Hollywood where they just didn't talk about it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, Because it would mean losing business in Germany. Germany was a major film market. Like international distribution has always been super important to Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Like in the 30s, Britain, like the late 30s, the UK banned horror films entirely. And that like, again, like export markets were so important Mm -hmm. that the US just stopped making horror movies because it wasn't worth it if they couldn't export it to Britain. So again, Germany is an even bigger market than Britain. So despite the fact that four out of the five major Hollywood studios at the time, uh, and I'll let you, were owned by... By you know, Jews? Yeah. Not not just Jews, but Jewish immigrants of European yes. descent. Yeah, Yes. Uh, yes. And I'll, I'll let you guess which one was not, um, but it rhymes with Wisney. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah. all of them... Uh, all of them basically said we're just we're we're not going to talk about Nazism, with the exception of Warner Brothers. The Warner the Warner Brothers were just like nah fuck it fuck those guys yeah. Um, yeah. which you know props to them yeah um, yeah but- For, yeah 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 way to take a stance a against the people that were literally wanting to kill all of your relatives that were still back in the old country yeah. unlike the other again four other studios that were just like hey, they should have left when they had the chance so yeah. you know what yeah so so cheers to those other four. Yeah, and I guess Disney too. I don't know. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I mean Disney was one of the five major studios. It was the the latter four, you know, again, everyone but Disney, they were all owned by you know, by, by, by Jewish immigrants. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of them was a first generation immigrant, uh, but 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 all the rest were like the Warner Brothers. I'm trying to remember which one was a first generation, but most of them were like yeah, like people from the old yeah country. yeah yeah. 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 I think one of the Warner Brothers was born in America, but the rest were yeah, old country. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, this is again a movie set primarily in occupied Poland. Um, a comedy set in occupied Poland mm-hmm. that focuses on an acting troupe. Um, you know the uh, the sort of the two stars of the troupe are played by Jack Benny and Carol Lombard, who uh, Carol Lombard was one of the you know biggest stars of the 30s and early 40s was, I think at this point, married to Clark Gable. But this is actually her final film role, because she died in a plane crash going to do some, like, USO stuff you know, almost immediately after this came out.
3: Is it true? Um,
1: yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, both of the, yeah, again, just both of them huge, like, comic stars, big in, like, screwball comedies. Um, and Um, are playing, like, extremely, like, self-important, self-involved actors who are sort of just almost accidentally, you know, sort of thrust into, like, taking part in the Polish resistance. Um, And, again, it is a movie that is dealing with very heavy subject matter. Again, this is, you know, it's a movie where concentration camps get name-checked a few times. And, you know, they're talking about, like, the Gestapo and the SS. And is like, you know, dealing fairly seriously with the realities of occupation. But also, has room for... It's a tough movie to talk about, because there is so much serious going on, but it's done with such a light, deft comic touch at the same time. Yeah. like, Yeah. No I'll, I'll I'll say like I watched it with my wife and like like it, it's it's a it's a tough movie because like the first like I don't know 15 minutes is just like pure comedy like it's yeah. just like 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 the opening <laughs> scene is them the opening scene is literally them just going to random stores right and just like Debinsky Slowitzki Nambitsky, like, 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 like Goritsky, right? That's right. We're in Poland, right? Which yeah. I had a fucking heart attack at. I had to rewind it and watch yeah. it again. I laughed. Like, that's the, like the first part, right? And then it's just like, what is Adolf Hitler doing? Right? And then just show. so, I know. Who's that? Why is everyone freaking Yeah, out? yeah. So it, Hitler, yeah. it opens with this gag where, where it's, it's, Pre-war, like immediately pre-war, like yeah. I think like August, 1939. August, yeah, August of thirty-nine, yeah, and and Hitler is wandering around Warsaw, and that's that's kind of the like opening little like uh, um, hook, like what the fuck is happening here, and then it kind of backtracks a little bit, where where it reveals that you know this this Warsaw acting troupe is putting on what's you know they don't get into a lot of the details of the play, but it seems like the play itself is kind of a satire of Nazism. Which is, you know, again, what the what the movie is doing. It's trying to find the ridiculous and the satirical in Nazism. Um, But the, you know, one of the actors in the play, one of the sort of secondary supporting characters, is actually playing Hitler. You know, they're all the the director is arguing, I don't, or one of the other stars is arguing that he doesn't make a believable Hitler. And so he says, you know, I'll I'll show you that I make a believable Hitler. I'm going to go out and wander around Warsaw dressed as Hitler. And you know, so just that's kind of how, how the movie opens with, you know, just with a Hitler impersonation. Um, And that's just, that's kind of where it goes from there. You know, again, it is, it is a movie that makes buffoons out of Nazis, which, you know, um, is a bold choice, especially in the, the middle of the war. But, you know, like, I think it's, it's worth backtracking just to, to note that, like, that intro where it's it's going through all the, like, the Polish names that all end in ski, like, I think that that's worth noting just because another another thing that is so weird about this movie specifically and, like, all of Lubitsch's movies generally is they have that, like, they do have this weird kind of, like, ethnic Eastern European flavor. Like, Ernst Lubitsch was, like, a a, a Jewish immigrant of European descent himself. And, like... Mm-hmm unlike every other you know again that was like an extremely um pretty that was a pretty regular thing to be in classic Hollywood like those guys were all over the place but for the most part they kind of like sanded off any like rough ethnic edges you know like Billy Wilder who is a director I love is also a like German Jewish immigrant to the U S but like his movies are extremely American. Like you wouldn't yeah. know watching like uh double indemnity that it was made by like a person from Europe. You would just think this is a Hollywood noir and it's a great one, but there's nothing in it that screams like ethnic, you know, whereas Lubitsch's movies are, you know, they're simultaneous. They, they, they occupy this strange zone where they're like, they are focused on like, you know, he primarily makes like comedies of manners and farces, which are usually about like rich upper class people, which I mean, this kind of is, you know, I don't know that actors are necessarily, you know, the the main characters again, are like famous actors, you know, they're like this, the greatest stars of the Warsaw stage, you know, they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're as upper class as actors can be. So yeah, there yeah. is again, that like refined flavor, but he does include like, there's shit in this movie that, I I don't know how, how else to say it, there's shit in this movie that feels really Jewish, you know? Yes.
3: yeah. There's, like,
1: set, a bunch of the characters, they're not just, like, called, you know, called Polish. You know, a lot of, like, mo- Hollywood movies that are, like, set in Europe, you know, they, they say it's Europe, but everyone just kind of feels American. Like, the people in this movie feel, like, ethnic. You know, they feel Polish. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, one of the, like, major supporting characters in the play is a an explicitly Jewish guy who, like... Yeah you know, more than once gives the like famous soliloquy from Merchant of Venice yeah. where you know, where Shylock gives this like, you know, asserts boldly his own humanity. You know, it's a really famous speech because it's, it's a Merchant of Venice is a weird play that's like engages yeah. in like every Jewish negative stereotype that exists, but yeah. then also gives the Jewish character this really incredibly, like, potent speech about yeah. how human he is. Yeah, at a time when they made us wear special hats to denote yeah. <laughs> to, to that we were Jews, yeah. No, it's a really, which uh, my wife actually wasn't aware of. I guess that's the difference between, I guess, I don't know, being raised in it and not, like, I don't know, but, like, yeah. you know, but, like, yeah, like, that's the thing. is that like, yeah, and what I thought was really interesting, too, about it um, was, like, I mean, like, Jack Benny, Jack Benny's Jewish, yeah. um yeah like like, like there's a lot of you know and this was a real time when like and just something to um just to kind of point out is that like you know yeah like a lot of these um I'm trying to collect my thoughts. Like, like 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 yeah so the explicitly jewish character uh, uh greenberg right like mm-hmm. but like he calls himself polish right and they right. Call him as a pole right and it's just oh yeah so his last name is greenberg so like you know what he is but like but, but, but I mean this, I mean, real... it's like, not to, I don't know if this is getting weird with it, but I would think that despite your flag burning inclinations, you would call yourself an American. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like but, you're but, not, you are not a second class citizen. No, not, no, not at all. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think I'm trying to, think, Norm Finkelstein, I think had like one of the greatest things he said about like, um, because, you know, right, because you hear a lot of stuff, anti-Semitism this, anti-Semitism that. I'm like, yeah, you know, I've fallen into it where I've been kind of like, you know, things are getting a little interesting right now, right? But like, but he kind of, but Northrop Wilson had this line about at least current, uh, cur- like the current status of Jews, at least in America, who's kind of like, it's kind of like, Jews are an, an accepted minority. And how do you know this? That like the ruling class is intermarrying with us, right? That's how you know that like, right. uh, that, that a group of people have become accepted into the society is that, you know, I mean, like, Chelsea Clinton, right, married a Jew, you know what I mean, right, like, all these people who come from these storied families marry Jews now, right, I mean, right, uh, which, like, you know, like, when my grandfather was growing up would have been a huge, would, would have been a scandal, you know what I mean, right, you know, um, like, it was, it, it was, right, but then, like, you know, my dad marries a Gentile, and then it's a little bit less of a thing, right, and now, mm-hmm. like, who gives a shit, you know what I mean, right. Right, and, and, and the thing is that like, I think it's- Stop the touching time. the mic. Stop touching the mic. Ah, you're touching a mic. You're touching a mic. You're sabotaging me. You, you, you see, that's the- everything's I am sabotage, it's the Irish. It's the Irish, all right? The Irish are the ones. Let me I am it. the Seletsky. <laughs> you, are, you are the Seletsky. I will, no, I would never say that about you. I would never say that about you. Yeah. Keegan is the Seletsky, but me. <laughs> yeah, he needs to return my calls. Yeah, that's, that's so funny. It just like, it just, no, no, Rob, I've actually I actually have been getting your calls. That's what a king. Anyway, no, but um, what's it called? But no, um, but um, but 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 I know that that was a real thing at this time because like it was one of the people I read it in Anne Frank's diary. One of the people they basically talk about like I have only ever thought of myself as Dutch. You know what right. I mean? And it wasn't until very recently that I at all thought of myself as Jewish. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like I was like, I don't keep kosher. I don't go to, to shul. I don't do any of that, right? Like, you know, and that was, this was a real thing at the time where, like, you saw, you, you Jews were at one point very much second-class citizens all throughout Europe. And then starting with um, Napoleon, right? And then spreading throughout Europe, you start to see Jewish emancipation where all of a right. sudden, we start to pay taxes, we start to enter military service, we start to enter civil service, we start to do all this stuff, and then this is a time when you see that boil over and a, and a regret and a, and a and a reaction going back right. right and and that's the thing is that I think you know um it, it's 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 a very it, it, it is. It, like, like, I wasn't 100% sure when I saw the name. This is the thing. Our names just look like German names half the time, you know what I mean? Sometimes it's like a little bit of like, like a Greenberg, you know, right? But, you know, like, you know, but but, but now that you say that he was Jewish, now I'm like, in retrospect, I'm like, I, of course he was. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the real flavor of the time, and I know from my own family's history, was like very much trying to be like, no, we're, we're, we're yes, we are Jewish, but like, we are whatever country we're in, like... Yeah, and I, I think that is worth noting because I don't think the movie explicitly says he is Jewish. Never does. Well, Yeah, because, because again, this is still 1940s Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But the the kinds, the way that Lubitsch handles these things is that if, if you're looking for it, if you're tuned into the frequency, you, you pick up the signal, you know? You understand that, like, he is Jewish. You understand that there is this, you know, Eastern European flavor and shading that you wouldn't get in other movies that you... It's, it's subtle enough that if you're not looking for it, you might overlook it, you know because, because he's not someone who screams this stuff in your face and, and he again, he probably couldn't in 1942 Hollywood um, but if yeah. you're looking for it, it's there you know there is this like it's kind of like bay leaf in a stew, you know I it's use bay if leaf in stew. yeah, it's good it, yeah. But, but if you're not paying attention to that flavor, it's subtle and you'll miss it. Yeah. But, if you are paying attention to it, if you are keyed into it, you'll pick it up. And yeah. you'll appreciate it being there. You know? yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I, I, and that's that's true of all of his movies. I, I don't know about all. You know, I haven't seen all of his movies, but all of the ones mm-hmm. that I have seen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I at some point, I might assign you an Nanochka because I think it's that it is a fantastic movie, but it it is it is doing. Some similar things with the Soviet Union, rather than the, okay. Okay. yeah, rather okay. than Nazi Germany. So it might it, it's not it's not. It is not as a kind of like red heat. It is not like as anti-Soviet like, as it could be. Yeah. But like, there's definitely some stuff that would probably you probably you would hate. But I, it would, I love it. It's a to movie. Make it. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's because like this, it's this like movie that's taking on like very serious historical you know historical shit like yeah. it's another it's movie 1942 that we- like, like, yeah. like we we're coming at this from a perspective of like oh yeah we we you know the war we, we won like three years later we win the war they did not know this then yeah and I this is like, like just started that right? was nineteen forty-two. that was 41 um was it- okay this started in 41. yeah okay so but you know the the like the general turning point of the war is usually like associ like you know listed as like early 43 you know like yeah. battle of stalingrad like maybe you know maybe a little bit earlier with midway in the pacific yeah. but yeah yeah uh the african campaign and everything yeah but yeah so this is like this is like maybe at the time when the axis powers are on the ascendancy yes. you know it's like it's 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 very possible that like the allies do not win the war you know what what like an axis victory actually looks like is hard to speculate like it probably doesn't look like the man in the high castle where they literally conquer the world you know that's kind of hard to imagine but that's not really the point the point is like this is a a war that could very easily be lost and like so to like make a movie that is literally just a a middle finger to nazis is still like a fairly bold thing to do yeah
3: Um, yeah yeah.
1: especially because the the way that it approaches it is I, I think that this is a this is the correct way to approach this is it acknowledges the atrocities it acknowledges the dangers but it does not make them out to be supermen you know i think a lot of people you know they 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 equate hitler and the nazis like with masterminds you know with uh, yeah. with criminal geniuses you know evil evil geniuses this 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 movie is like no they are thugs and buffoons they're idiots yes. you yeah. know they have a lot of power they're very dangerous but let's not kid, kid ourselves about what they are they are they are they are people who could be made fun of you yeah. know yeah. again we need to take them seriously as a threat but like they are fools yeah you know i yeah. think one of the one of the best jokes in the movie is that you know, again, this is, this is a, it, it's a farce. Like there's a lot of like people like impersonating other people, like, you know, uh, yeah. mistaken identities. It's, it's a very plotty movie. You know, there's a lot yeah. that happens, but like, there is a scene where Jack Benny, who again is playing this like very self-important Polish actor. There's a scene where he needs to um, uh, impersonate um, the like uh, Gestapo commandant of like of Warsaw Um. To this this figure uh, who is so basically the the spine of the movie is there's like a, a double agent within the the Polish underground who was like a list of names of people who are in the underground yeah and if he, he meets with this the Gestapo he's going to turn them over yeah you know and basically like destroy the whole underground so they need to like find this person get the list of names and you know silence him Um and so there's a scene where they, Jack Benny has to impersonate the Gestapo officer, like to this double agent, and like convince him to, like that he is the real deal. He is actually the Gestapo commandant, so that he will hand over the list of names, and they can take the names, destroy it, and then kill this guy. Um, but you know, the, he he is again a self-important actor who like thinks you know he can he can he can sell any scene, he can do any performance, but he has no script, you know, he's literally just, like, pushed into the room in a uniform and be like, convince him you're a Nazi. Yeah. Like, he has no idea what to do, so he plays it like a complete idiot. He just, like, keeps repeating, like, the same two jokes. Yeah, Like, it's just, like, clearly has, like, no idea what he's doing. Like, just keep, like, like, the, uh... Just blows it. Blows it. Like, is a fucking buffoon. A fucking idiot. You know, like, the the double agent at one point says, ah, Cap-, you know, he's playing a guy named Captain Schultz. Ah, it's great to see you, Captain Schultz. You know, I've just been over in Britain. You know, over in the UK, they call you Concentration Camp Schultz. It's great the things you're doing here. You know, you're really clearly tearing these poles a new one. Great job, friend. And so whenever Jack Benny, like, can't think of what to say, which is all the time, he just gives this, like, forced laugh and just says, ah, so they call me Concentration Camp Schultz. Fair like, hard. it's just... Is it Gerhardt? I thought it was Schultz. Gerhardt. It's Gerhardt. Schultz, Schultz is the... Schultz is yes. the uh, SS. Yeah, is the Gestapo uh, captain. Yes. Yes, he's like... He's like Earhart's underling who like... Yes, exactly. Yes. The actual like, under, yeah, yeah, who Earhart like blames all of his mistakes on. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But, a great- uh, Schultz! Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, so... So he, again, Jack Benny plays this guy as just a total idiot who keeps re- repeating the same phrase because he can't think of anything else to say. And then the, I think one of the, the best and subtlest jokes in the movie is when uh, Soletsky, the double agent, actually goes and meets with the real uh, Captain Earhart. Like, he's even dumber than Jack Benny. And he also yeah. keeps saying, so they call me concentration camp Earhart. Yeah, like, yeah. he's he's an even bigger buffoon. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just totally, just, and just. I, I, mean, I mean, and that's the thing, is that I, I think what this does well, because you're right, because it does not I think that you, you know, I mean, like so many movies that came out, I think the word propaganda um, has a bad rap, you know what I mean? Propaganda, no. like This this is anti-Nazi propaganda. Absolutely, oh, no, no, absolutely it is. I think that's propaganda we can all get behind. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah. No one's going to be too upset about it. But what I think that this does that is really, really good and what I I really loved this movie, right? You want to know how I felt about this movie? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. It was because you're these guys that basically find themselves in the Polish underground, right? As like a lot of people just, like a lot of people like joined the various undergrounds because they had a feeling about stuff. But there's also a lot of people that just kind of like, we're like, "Oh shit, they want to kill me now. Well, I guess I'm just in the underground now, Yeah, you know what I mean? like, Which is like, how these people end up there.: Exactly, exactly, right? Like again, yeah. like they're, they're like they're an acting troupe. They're all yes. narcissists. Like the movie exactly. is not like sentimental about them. Exactly. Like, like the heroes are also like caricatures who are made yeah. fun of.
3: yeah. Like, yeah. The,
1: the title of the movie comes from, like they're doing Hamlet and Jack Benny is Hamlets, and his wife is cucking him and every time like he starts to give his like hamlet soliloquy that starts yeah. with to be or not to be this dude in the in the audience gets up like the minute he starts his sol- soliloquy to like leave the audience and go fuck his wife yeah although it's like, not actually fuck his wife because it's the again, 40s yeah it's like, it's the 40s so yeah. like it's all but it's like very clear that that's what's happening like yeah. there's like a lot of like like there there is something about censorship, which is bad. like censorship is bad, but like yeah. forcing people to like get creative like that ha- like it, there's a lot of great like double entendre dyna dino- yeah. like dialogue yeah. in this movie. like the the guy who's cuck- cucking Jack Benny is a is an Air Force officer who flies a bomber, and you know he and Jack Benny's wife have this long conversation about how how incredible it is that he can drop three tons of dynamite in just two minutes you know they just like they just they keep talking about they are they are talking about getting fucked exactly yes like how powerful his dick is but they have to talk about it in terms of like bombing missions and like but like it's great writing like it's it's funny and like and you know it's clear what they're talking about it's kind of sexy like yeah you know yeah
3: yeah yeah but it's
1: yeah they can't just say like wow your cum is really powerful Exactly, yeah. yeah. Which is what all women want. They want powerful calm. Yeah, um, exactly. So that's, that's but but anyway, the title, the title comes from the from Jack Benny getting repeatedly cucked. But the thing yeah. that actually upsets him is that someone is walking out on his soliloquy. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. he, just, he can't stand that. Yeah, no, when he finds out, when he basically finds out that it's happening, and that ends up being the thing that, like, makes him totally blow the operation of trying to, like, get the names from this guy, yeah. right? Like, 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 like. He, there's a scene where like he then goes and impersonates the, the, the double agent that they kill, goes into Gestapo headquarters at this hotel in Warsaw, goes to his wife, and then like kind of confronts his wife about it, and then... Is genuinely relieved when he finds out that that's why he was walking out. That this guy wasn't walking out because he was bad. That he was walking out because he was going to go fuck his wife instead. Right. So yeah. it was. So it's like, oh, okay. Oh, right. He's. I think he says, like, 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 like wait. Are you are you serious? Like, 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 like he really was just walking out. to was like, like you. Yeah. And he's then, like, he's got like the actor yips. Yes. Because he like he, he, he can't act because he's so consumed with like oh this guy is walking out on my big moment. Exactly. But, like he's so relieved. Like oh. I'm act- okay. I'm still a great actor. Actor, yeah. Like, my yeah. wife is just cheating on me. That's fine. Exactly. As That's long fine. as I'm still the greatest actor on the Polish stage. Exactly. That's all that matters. And and of course, throughout the entire movie, no, everyone has heard of his wife, but no one has heard of him. What's it called? Yeah, What's and that 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 offends him about the Nazis even more than like almost as much as anything yes. else. Exactly. They don't realize he's the greatest actor of the Polish stage. Actually. Like exactly. we've all heard of Maria Tura, but I don't know who this Joseph Tura is. Exactly. Exactly. Which is like, it, and, like and like on all of like the playbills, his name is bigger and everything. Yeah. And everything. Yeah. But like, but like what I think this movie does really well is it not only does it kind of point, uh, paint like the, you know, right. Like the Nazis is kind of like buffoonish and everything like that but it paints like the underground is also like equally, like they're just, they, they're just also like equally like, I mean, they're human beings, right? They're like, totally like, making it up as they go along. Exactly, like, they're, yeah. they're on the right side of history, but like they're not, they're also not superheroes. Exactly, like, yeah. They're, they're also buffoons who just happen to be buffoons who are, you yeah. know, on the right side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. no, they're, they're like actors. I mean, like there's that movie coming out about, um, what's it called, it's starring Jesse Eisenberg, about um, that fucking, there was some guy I forget, I think it's called Michel, but there was this guy, Michel something or other, and he was like a Jewish-French clown, and just ended up in the resistance, because right. <laughs> it just ended up being, like, a resistance fighter, because he was like, well shit, I'm Jewish here, so I guess that's really all I could do. You know what I mean? And, like, that's the thing, right. Yeah. Like, like, these resistance movements, and that's part of the reason why, like, I, I really do, like, like, and, like, the partisans and everything, like, yeah, like, plenty of them were just, like, stay behind, like, soldiers, but, like, like you know, like the like the flyboy, right? Right. They send him, but like a lot of them were just like normal fucking people who, like normal fucking people are, are sometimes just stupid as shit. And just like there's this other actor that also every time like he he plays like a German general, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Whenever they do these, because what they keep doing this, because they were gonna do this play that was all about the Nazis, so they have full accurate SS uniforms, all of them, right? Right. right and and this guy he always has to be reeled in because he just keeps going he just keeps turning it up to like 11 every time and this other actor has to be like yeah 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 so the the jewish like this this guy who plays the general like is a is a ham yeah but the way that the way that they communicate that in like the first scene is the jewish guy says you know i couldn't eat you Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the guy goes, "How dare you call me a ham?" You know, yeah, what I mean? yeah, they, yeah. and that's like how they like intone that this character is Jewish. That and like you know, they call him Greenberg. Like they don't say his. And just keeps name. giving the Merchant of Venice small. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 But they never explicitly say that. They 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 right. do explicitly say he's a Pole, but never that he's. You know what I mean? But like. Yeah. But never, and it, it's it's really is it really is just like, just a movie where like. We're like, it's propaganda, of course, right? But not in the way that, like, you know, for instance, uh, Abbott and Costello uh, did, uh, right? And, of course, a whole bunch of other comedic actors did a whole bunch of, like, I think they called them, I forget what the, uh, service films they called them. Which is yeah. basically just, like, you know, like, hey, go buy Liberty Bonds or whatever the hell. Yeah. Right? Go buy war bonds, right? But, like, but, like, there wasn't like go by war bonds during this, you know, it was just like, no, this is, this is a real movie that just, that has an explicit like ideology at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Which of course is informed by the people who made the movie and the time in which it's being shot. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, you know, like, I mean, I was talking to Jackie about this, like, you know, I mean, like the, the, this was a time when like, by this time, You also had, and and I think you were saying that the director is also one of these. You had because the other really big film market, like you said, was Germany, and Germany had a huge film scene. Like Berlin was one of like was like almost like a second Hollywood kind of. Um, Oh yeah, a lot of the best directors of like the golden age of Hollywood were emigres from Germany. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. in large part Jewish, not not all Jewish, but a lot of Jewish emigres who've been, you know, major directors in. In Germany, like including, I don't know too much about Lubitsch's career in Germany. I don't know if he did much directing there before he came to Hollywood. But again, like Billy Wilder um, was, you know, again, one of the best directors of classic Hollywood. And he got a start in Germany. F.W. Murnau, Fritz Lang. Like there were a bunch of these guys. Yeah, a bunch of those guys. And then a bunch of, I know, like, uh, like, like trade unionists. Uh, uh, Who we were involved in like actors' trade unions also had to then come over. I know. I mean, that's what got Bela Lugosi to immigrate. What's it called? Uh, we'll talk about it in a minute. But yeah. But like yeah, yeah, yeah. Bela, yeah. That was Bela Lugosi. Just was like in like was like active in a union and then just was like, oh, I gotta go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Although I don't, I don't know if it was around. I don't know mm-hmm. if he left. Around, no, he did leave around World War II, did didn't he? Uh, earlier. Earlier. Okay. Yeah. yeah I'm earlier. Trying to remember. Yeah, because he was Romanian. So I'm trying to. Yeah, his he his like Hollywood heyday was like the early '30s. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 He, yeah I can't remember. I think was Dracula it. was like 30 or 31. Yeah. 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 But there was a but but a, a real kind of th- it, it's it's funny that you know like I, I was just kind of thinking and I was talking to Jackie about this but like you know like so many of these guys you know just wanted to be like 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 if there wasn't a Holocaust like there would still be. So many Jews over in Europe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like 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 you know, like like, 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 like you leave because it sucks. You know what I yeah. mean? And like and and so what ended up happening was a lot of these guys come here and then a lot of them end up playing Nazis because they all have yeah, these, we've talked about have, this before. Yeah, that, Yeah, because they all have German accents. Yeah and they can like speak some and they can and they but they speak a decent amount of English. So yeah. So they end up they end up getting to be German again, I guess. So I guess I think some of the even I think some of the uh some of the Germans in this are actually German Jews. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. No, I think yeah. I think I think I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think I think um Erhard was.
3: I'm not hundred percent sure. I'll look that up. Yeah,
1: I'm looking at that right now, trying to see if there's yeah, you got to go into early life for all these guys. Yeah, see. that's what I'm looking at. It does not mention that in there. Sig Ruman. What's it called? Let's see. Uh, he is German. Yep. Called, served in the Imperial Army. Uh, let's see, then immigrated. Go to the bottom. Let's see. Oh, no. So he's. So as far as I can tell, he's not, but he is German. Yeah. But yeah, you know what? You know, what's it called? They tend to. seek free. Cr- okay, no. Okay, yeah, he's not. All right, he's not two N's that's how you want to tell if you want to tell what's it called if you want to tell if uh, someone is Jewish or German it's how many N's they have at the end of the name one end, <laughs> Jewish two N's German unless yes. their name is just man with two N's that's usually in my experience Jewish
3: you can Some go time. either way
1: yeah they can go either way yeah a lot of those but yeah no I mean I don't know I mean I don't know how much there is to say about this I mean basically they end up we've said a lot Yeah, yeah 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 I mean that's the thing I mean no it's a good movie I mean they end up you know Saving the day, you know, um, right? Like getting them all out of there. They all go to Europe, and then, and then he does Hamlet again. He gets to do Hamlet in uh, in England, which I was like, that's hilarious because he would just have a very thick Polish accent. Yeah, just having this you know, is. I mean, this is again one of those like there is a lot of Eastern European flavor, but like. Everyone is just kind of speaking like Hollywood English except for the yeah. like the like the actual Germans which like yeah. whatever. I think that's fine. Like that's fine. That is a level of sus- suspension of disbelief that I can get behind when like if it when it works as well as this does. Question what did you think about did you ever see Valkyrie? No. So Valkyrie starts off with it starts off in German and then they have this like plane fly over and he goes like and then everyone and then it fades into English. So it does the Hunt for Red October thing basically? Yeah, basically oh yeah for yeah. October does it do. What do you think of that? I think I think that's a fine move. I honestly I the um my my take again generally is just let people act on their native accents. Yeah. Like yeah. I think if if the dialogue is good, if the acting is good, people will stop noticing it after two seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Like I do, I don't care that much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I think one of the worst things you can do is try to have. Like I think, out. yeah. Oh, like the the thing that doesn't work in that movie, like which I think is a great movie. I love that movie. Um, but like Sam Neill trying to do a Russian accent, like no, doesn't work. Doesn't no, work. Just fine. it doesn't make any sense. But just have an Australian Soviet sub guy. It's fine. Whatever. You, you kind of play that off as like there were so many sub. Sub like nationalities within the Soviet Union that like oh yeah he's just a fucking like Kazakh you know what I mean yeah, no he's he's from the uh, the Melbourne Oblast exactly yeah exactly yeah yeah, yeah 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 he's from the Melbourne Oblast yeah
0: no yeah the is I mean...
1: he is he Australian or Kiwi I am my head saying Kiwi but I I think I think you're right yeah New Zealand like, oh, that's a cool place but born in Northern Ireland that's that's so that is my god that is that is so that is so chaotic that's the way to do it with with everyone everyone born in northern ireland that's another place you got to go into early life to figure out if they're good or not uh just kidding what's it called i found out david fun fact david Tennant. you know david Tennant? yeah yeah he's related to just a whole bunch of orange men Mm. yeah and he like did not know that and then i watched this thing where he finds that out and he's just so upset about it <laughs> like, he's just like i feel like because like his dad was in the church of scotland and mm-hmm. was like ah, seems like a pretty good guy and then he just finds out like oh yeah but then all of my dad's family were just monsters <laughs> find that out man let's go there's still orange man chapters in america did you know that uh sure did you know that i did not know that i I haven't followed it. You care way more about this than I do. I do, I do. No, when I found that out, when I found that out, I was just like, okay, so here's what we do, all right? We dig up the armor legs. No, okay, no. What's it called? Well, yeah, but, I I assume this is a this is a recommend from both of us. Oh, I absolutely, like, yeah. like, I cannot tell you this movie is so genuinely funny in yeah. a way that, like, I don't know, like, when I was younger, I used to think, I was like, all those like old movies are like everyone says, they're funny. It's like, haha, yeah, sure. But like this one genuinely made me laugh very hard. Yeah, very good movie. Yeah, I mean, it's the the like the wordplay and the like intricate, like just again, like sort of as a as a corollary to the idea that slapstick ages better than any other comedy. Like just watching people act like buffoons, I think is like a similar thing it's just you know it just it's never not funny and like just yeah it ages well like it's also again it's like a a really like sharply written and well acted movie that like moves really fast like a lot of like quick plotting um it's really it's like it's got a very modern pace like a lot of like older comedies sometimes can like drag a little bit or then you have like screwball comedies where it's like everyone was on like cocaine for something like the whole time they made it, like, it's almost hard to keep up. Um, But like, and it's just, you know, making fun of Nazis is always relevant. Like, I think this movie has like aged particularly well because it's clear that like, I am am not someone who thinks that Trump is Hitler. Like that is not a good comparison. But like, clearly like, the bad guys are usually just buffoons, you know? you don't want to over-romanticize them. You don't want to give them more might and intellectual will than they deserve. Like they're sure. usually just thugs and buffoons. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that is a message that holds strong even today. Yeah. 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 Plus uh, Trump, Trump is Wilhelm. Which one is Wilhelm again? The, the Kaiser from world war one. Oh, Kaiser Wilhelm. Oh yeah. No, just, yeah. Brain prions. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yes, that is that is who he is. Yeah. Guess what, guys. Yeah, you guys think you're living through Hitler now, idiots. Hitler's. Yeah. Read read anything about Kaiser Wilhelm. It's just reading about Trump. Like could not hold a thought in his head for more than ten seconds. Agreed with whoever the last dude was. Like just yes. like bizarre, like personal feuds that had like no basis in reality that no one yes. would care about. Like exactly. yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Like like just. Just, it was literally on like November 8th being like send all my armies out and defeat them and generals having to be like dude you have no armies yes, it's not it's not how it's not how this works it's not how this works the armies are gone man they are revolting yeah. yes yeah 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 but, but yeah half of them are communist actually this it's bad stuff is happening and the other you, half are- you you need you need the French to come in to keep from getting guillotined exactly yes yes we need to end this there now. is there is no bread in Berlin yes exactly yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Plenty of wheelbarrows to carry around money, though. (laughs) No, that was coming. Not there yet. Give it five years. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. Which, guys, give it five years. (laughs) Give it five years. That's why, what do you do? You read the Hagakure. You prepare yourself for death, right? You prepare yourself for the times to come, right? You buy weapons, all right? You read as many military manuals as you can to prepare yourself for what must be done. And remember, as we say on this show, everyone has an address. Oh, I got the mute in a little late. I didn't. I didn't manage to cut it off. Okay. Yeah. Yes, you did. Anyway, that is "To Be or Not to Be" from 1942, directed by Ernst Lubitsch. It's a wonder. It's a wonderful time hanging out with some Nazis. It really, it really is. You want to watch yeah. a Nazi movie? This is the one. Schindler's List. Too sad. You don't. Mm. I'm a Jew. I'm going to tell you right now. You don't have to watch. it. <laughs> sad. It's you're just going to be sad. You know? Just, just, just. You want to? You want to? You want to be sad watching that? Right, you know, watch this. Watch defiance. All right, even defiance. There are some sad parts, but defiance is pretty. Have you is seen that? It? The Daniel Craig one. Yeah, have you seen it? I think I saw like forty-five minutes of it as like a hot couch movie, and yeah. I don't. That that probably wasn't the right way to take it in, but I wasn't terribly impressed. Yeah, it's. Oh no! Oh no! It's not. It's 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 good insofar I mean honestly the best Nazi movie, you wanna see a good Nazi Inglorious Bastards has to be the best. I mean I mean well not the best, obviously, but like the best of like those ones were like satisfying Nazis, Nazis, yes. If it's you satisfying. just if you just want to see a bunch of Nazis get their heads blown off. It's it, it fits the bill. I, I really think that movie would have been better if they had somehow cast Larry David as one of the Jews. <laughs> I've always thought that. I've always thought if you recast that with just Larry David and Jason Alexander? I, is, it, is it terrible that there's a part of me that wishes that, like, when he was younger, Larry David had gotten the chance to play Hitler? Oh my god, no, are you kidding me? Larry David would have been the best Hitler. Yeah. He would have been an all time Hitler. Oh my god, he can just texted us. I saw that. Yeah. Ignoring him. He's on thin ice. Yeah, yeah. He's not don't really. Regretting. Never listen to this. No, it's fine. I don't think he knows this exists. Yeah, I think we like we we said to him we're like, would you feel bad if we did our own podcast and he was just like, "No." We we're like, "Okay." Yeah. I don't I don't think that thought like stored in his brain. No, we, we're fine. We've gotten about our other podcast probably. Yeah, I was thinking about that mm-hmm. today. I was like I was like I was I was like, "What if we do another one of those?" And I feel like you would be like, "What?" He's too busy thinking about not calling me back. Exactly. That's it. Yeah. To He's too busy thinking about how much he hates you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. exactly. Right. Has he been calling you back or have you just not been calling him? I've not been calling him. Are you good? No, okay. he doesn't come back. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Actually, as you know, he actually, actually, um, here's a of a piece of shit I have. I called him and he did call me back. Uh, this, is like month, this is like three months ago. And then I forgot to call him. <laughs>
3: there you
1: go. So I'm the well, bad guy. Not yeah. Really. Yeah. All right, shall we? Yeah, let's move on. Alright. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Messrs. Abbott and Costello, Bud Abbott, Luke Costello in the fabulous 1947 Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I forgot which. Roll one. that trailer.
2: Count Dracula sleeps in this coffin but rises every night at sunset. Chick is right. This is awful silly stuff. Top Comics, Abbott and Costello, petrified, but hilariously. Plus the dangerous and terrifying Wolfman, played by Lon Chaney. Plus that fiend out of a nightmare, the vampire Batman Count Dracula, played by Bela Lugosi. Plus the most dreaded creature of them all, the Frankenstein Monster, played by Glenn Strange. Plus a couple of luscious, but designing females in the spookiest laugh fest on record.
1: That trailer, baby. I said it first. You did, Mm. and I said it last. Yeah, we'll see. We'll We'll see where it gets edited in. Okay, we'll see. Okay, all right. I'm doing the editing this time. Mm. Yeah, go for it. Yep, yep. It's gonna be the 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 intro is just gonna be Orville Peck. You heard of Orville Peck? I have. I'm kind of surprised you've heard of Orville Peck. Yeah, no. He randomly came upon my YouTube, which is how I listen to music. (laughs) I believe that. Yes, (laughs) I just listen to it on YouTube all the time. And yeah, no. Yeah, and I was just like, damn, this rocks. That's a cool mask.
3: (laughs) Okay, there you go.
1: Yeah. Um, So this is by the famous uh, comedy pair, uh, originally burlesque, and then comedy pair. uh, uh,
2: Abbott. I don't
1: think burlesque is the word you're looking for. I think you mean vaudeville. I don't think Abbott and Costello were like, Stripping the sexy French music—it's kind of the it's same. It's possible. Who yeah. knows? They might have been. Luke Costello had some heavy hitters, if you know what yeah, I he, mean. Yeah, he thick. He's big, I was thinking about that. How hard it must have been to be a big. Well, no. Well, it's funny because I forget who it was. we were, some podcast we both listened to, but they were talking about how like how cool it was to just like be like to be like strong back then. It just meant you were a big fat guy. Yeah, I mean. So I was thinking he was. Like, back in, like, 1940-whatever this was, like, Lou Costello was probably, like, the fattest man in the world. Like, for, yeah. for like, most of human history, like, the fattest guy alive was, like, 250 pounds. Exactly, so like, yeah. 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 It was just, you just, it, food was not available enough, like, fast enough for you to get that fat. And even just, like, the type of foods that we have, like, you can't just eat, you can't eat enough steaks, like, just physically like, yeah. You'll die of something else before you, like, get to, like, 400 pounds. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There just there wasn't enough, like, corn-based, like, just yes. fat slurry. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. The, the, you just – yeah, you could – I mean, I remember seeing some people- – everyone, everyone back – everyone until, like, 1973 was just eating hard tech and, like, three meals of pork right. a day.
3: Exactly. Like, you,
1: you just yeah. can't get that fat on that. Yeah. You'll yeah. just – you'll keel over and die of a heart attack at 38 before you hit, like
3: – Exactly. I
1: no, mean, yeah, like – any anything that we would consider impressive fighting weight today? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. If you were a goody good boy, you got to have a liver cracker or something. Like yeah, that. and, and yeah. then oh boy, thank, the disgusting shit my my like great grandmothers would eat and just try to feed me chopped liver. You ever eaten chopped liver? No, God, no. Dude, that was like a staple at every goddamn. <laughs> family get together and they they i remember you just begging me to try it and i tried it and almost like it just like started retching just like are you fucking kidding me with this?" yeah and then the dessert game was like really whack too it was just oh, like here's some yeah. like vaguely sugared hardened sap yeah in like a in like a paper wrapper yeah yeah you like it had meat in it somehow like no yeah. see see you no know, they, they were two kind of, there was like Hard candy, which again is just like oh yeah
3: that yeah just yeah. like
1: sap, yeah and then yeah. and then you're there were like you're like weird like cake adjacent things like yes. it yes. was like here's like here's like a like a a muffin with a strawberry on it exactly. or like or just yeah. a bagel with like with a liver in the middle yes yeah. exactly yeah yeah here's 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 jello with weird shit floating in it that you don't know what it is and again. yeah. You know what I mean? Well, even Jell-O's fucking meat. Technically. Yeah. You know what I mean, right? So, crazy shit, the past. Uh, I miss my great-grandmothers, because they really were, like, the last kind of, like, because, like, my grandpa immediately was just like, yeah, jelly beans. You need eat jelly beans. Yeah. You know what I mean? My grandpa immediately was like, this shit is crazy, all right? I'm just gonna... I remember seeing some tweets sometime where someone's talking about, like, the average... Sorry, there's some dogs fighting out here. Oh, uh, huh. Who's winning? They might be fucking. I don't know. So both of them. maybe? What's it, okay? But anyway, no. Um. But um. God, I lost my place. Uh. No. Um. What's it called? Uh. Anyway, no. But 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 fun fact. Uh. But at, or, or Lucas uh was also a boxing uh a a boxer. So that okay. just, yeah that just meant you were strong. Uh. Which one a tie? You know what I mean? But so, uh, so they uh, were these uh, vaudeville comedians um, who then transferred to the uh, to the silver screen, right? And basically made a whole bunch of money and were very popular until the '50s when they, right? I mean, they, by this point they're already starting to have a falling out and already kind of hated each other, right? Mm-hmm. But they like, you know, but they are like, they were are they, they were coming off an incredible run, like. Yeah. They were, like, apparently, like, the the most, like, popular, like, USO duo in, like, the world, in World War Two. Yes. Oh, Which yeah. is just, just insane, because this movie is, it's not bad, but it's just Scooby-Doo. Yes. Like, this yeah. is for children. Yes, like, yes, no, no, this, this is why my dad showed this to me so many times as a child that I was like, this rocks, you know, yeah. and I, I always loved watching it, because it was just like, yeah, like, that's it. like, it was, it, it, it's it's so um, so amendo- it is so so funny to think about someone like storming okinawa yeah and like the the night before just like howling with laughter at this like this fat guy being like i'm scared
0: <laughs> i know it's the best thing
1: that's <laughs> just I, I am 24 years old. I already have seven children and have been at work for 12 years. I've yes. killed three men in with a bayonet already. And yes. I will never speak. I will never utter a feeling in my entire life unless I am blackout drunk. In which yes. case I will just fight the bartender and that will be how I deal with my feelings. Yes. But the funniest thing I have ever seen is a fat guy just blubbering and shitting his pants next to Dracula that is the greatest generation that's 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 why they were the greatest generation <laughs> that's why they were the greatest generation i mean honestly i mean that's the thing it's like what a blessed time when like comedy didn't have to mean anything comedy was just a fat guy and a skinny guy The <laughs> skinny guy telling the fat guy that he's gonna punch him and the fat one, guy- of, one of one of them is one of them one of them is stretched one of them is squished
3: <laughs>
1: it's timeless it's bird Ernie. like okay these two okay it's you and me yes that's true this is this is maybe the like most accurate representation of you and me that we have like dealt with yet like it is a it is a you know a a, for one i'm taller so that's that's clearly that's the the entire time watching this movie i was like because i was noticing the similarities in their relationship and i didn't want to admit it because the one that you are is taller and it really is so you've got uh um a bossy uh pretentious incel who yeah. bosses around a uh, a a a short little short little mamlet um uh, short little mamlet who is um <laughs> completely out of his element but like sort of weirdly self-confident and dating a woman who is completely out of his league yes yes yeah. exactly yes no no when i I used to. For those of you that don't know, I used to be like way fatter. I used to be like, 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 like. I used to be like, pro, like, not like Costello size, but like, but like, not that far away. I think I don't know, but like, I used to be way fatter, and like, yeah, like that's the thing is that like, I remember like when I was in LA, I I had this girlfriend who was like not fat. She was like very like you know skinny and cute and everything, and and I remember my brother just being like being like you guys look so he said to me he's like you guys look so fucking stupid together you guys look like (laughs) and that's the thing and it was the same thing kind of like with jackie and i when jackie and i got together i'm shocked that she got together because again i was just a big fat idiot that was like yeah i'm gonna be a construction man and then yeah that's more that's more what i was talking about i wasn't trying to denigrate your 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 physical appearance just you're dating a literal scientist and you're you're a cashier man which again i (laughs) I love you, but like Yeah There's just such a discrepancy there. Oh my god, yeah. No, no, but this is the thing, I wasn't even like I like like I, I was a I was a yeah, when we got together, I was a construction man. Who I'm was, sorry.
3: Before he was a cashier man, he was a beanbag salesman.
1: That's that's true. Yeah. I haven't forgotten from junk
3: collection man.
1: That's right. Yeah.
3: Which he had worked his way up from from nail collector.
1: Yes, yes, yes. From so from construction labor.
3: Is four steps up. <laughs> that's right. Dude. Yes.
1: This honestly is like the most stable climb like, in the ladder. Exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. No, I literally you're just, a union man. Yes. Exactly. I literally just like that's the thing. I am like we we are like Abbott and Costello because we both just we both just keep having these like dumbass jobs. You know what I mean? That yeah. just like but but especially me because I'm very stupid and I just but I just keep and and like Costello, you're a union man. I am a union. That was yeah, he, I. He I, gets, I He's got, it's such a great stupid joke where he says, I'm a union man. I only work 16 hours a day. And the guy says, this union guy has only worked eight hours a day. He says, I've got two jobs. I mean, two unions. Hey, hey, hey. I belong to two unions. It's just you know? such, a, such a stupid joke. Like every, every joke in this movie is so stupid, but they all worked for me. They did. Yeah, no, that's the thing. Me too. I was watching it. I'm just watching it on my computer, just going, <laughs> just, just fucking having a heart attack at this movie. Just, it's so good. It's so, so they're, so they're delivery guys. They work at this like, cra- like, 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 this, like, they're delivery guys, right? They like, what, that's what they are, right? They like, like, like they. Uh, they, they, yeah, I, I don't know. They, it's like they, one of those 40 ass jobs. You know what I mean? Right. That like. They, like, they deal with big packages. I don't know. They're, they're kind of like UPS, I guess. Right. I don't like, know. Again, yeah, they're. Their job is they work in a room that has a bunch of big packages and they got to, they got to send them somewhere. Yeah. They got to unload stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 But so, but so, but so, so they, so, so they get these packages, right. And then they get these boxes and this guy makes a big deal out of them. Right. And he sees like them being bumbling idiots. And he's like, no, I want you guys to deliver those. I'm not accepting them. I want you to deliver them. We're going to have the insurance guy there and everything. Those are the bodies of Dracula and Frankenstein. Right. And so they're like, all right, fine. We'll deliver them. Right. And then. In I think one of the best scenes in the movie. They're just there and then and then they're unloading them, all right? And they're like, you know, setting them up, getting everything away, doing the work, and then Yeah, they're they're delivering them to this like, you know, house of horrors, you know, like a, a haunted house museum type thing. Yeah. In like and- Sarasota, Florida, or some just insane location that like well that's 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 where the like world capital of like haunted shit would be because that's that's yeah. where they're like into the- like, the world capital of, like, haunted mazes has to be, like, like, somewhere in, like, Alabama or something. Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, see, like, like, yes, like, like, because like, I remember thinking, I'm, like, because there's, like, some place in Florida like Sarasota that's, like, it's a, it's a place you've heard of, but, like, you've never been to, because you're, like, why would I go there, right? Yeah, but, like, but, like, and I remember being kind of, like, when they said this in like a real city or something like that. And then I was like, oh, wait, no. That's honestly putting this in like some random town in Florida, some like random like 100,000 population city in Florida is the perfect place. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where they, you know, they still, they're still like, yes. They're still talking about the visit they got from the Fiji mermaid. Yeah, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. There's a house of horrors there in the year of our Lord 2020 that is hiring right now. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like yeah. that is like there's is, a there's a covid super spreader spot at like a madame tussauds <laughs> yeah yeah in like tallahassee yeah, yeah. exactly yeah God, what a fucking blessed place so just just a just a place full of people with room temperature iqs just gawking at stuff and it but yeah there's there's this scene where they're they're actually you know delivering and unloading things and uh Abbott keeps, you know, stepping outside to, like, you know, do real work, and Costello is there just kind of guarding the coffin. And Costello, because he is a, you know, a a simpleton and a fool, but also a believer, you know, is therefore privileged with getting to take a peek into the unknown and witness the, you know, rising of Dracula from his coffin, whereas Abbott, who's a skeptic with a stick up his ass, you know, is, is not gifted these kind of sights into the the other realm you know every time he steps back you know Dracula disappears you know have you um, seen a ghost I have not seen a ghost and yet I have so there you go like, perfect but yes, yeah. so, there yeah, you yeah. go yeah so, so he keeps so Dracula keeps like right is this extended bit where like Dracula keeps like coming out a little bit more and more and then every time like like Costello notices he just starts yelling chip which is Abbott's name in this yeah their character names are Wilbur and chip which are two great forty ass names, you yeah. Know? Like Wilbur and Chip. Just I was thinking about that today. Just like, just like, what, it, it, there's gonna hit a time when people are like, "Oh, that, your name's Matt. Oh, you were born in 1991. Oh, okay, that makes sense." Yeah. you know what I mean, right? And I'm not prepared for that yet. Uh, but what's it called? I'm not prepared to be like, "Oh yeah, my grandpa's name is Matt or some shit." You yeah, know? you know, but my shit my shitty like, generation Q. Yeah, kid named Quadruphonia Xenon. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. He like God, you he's imagine... trolling me because I'm, you know, specifically woke about like the about like the like representation of animatronic sex dolls or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah, because we think like I don't know, like I don't know, furries or freaks or something like that. I don't know. I don't <laughs> know. Who cares? What's it called? But what's about? I care. Uh go, go, go outside. Yeah, say. so so this is it's like just to just to get through it real quick, it's 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 a, you know a goofy it's it's goofy doo. Yes, wouldn't you know yeah. Dracula and Frankenstein are real? So is the Wolfman. And yeah. and so get the Wolfman to try to get Dracula and Frankenstein and kill them. I don't know what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um movie six times. But, I do want I do want to give a little bit of context just because so there was Universal, which made this movie, in the 30s in particular, were, like, primarily known for, like, monster movies. Um, like, they, they, you know, they had Dracula, um, Frankenstein, like, all, all these, you know, the Wolfman. They had this big, like, you know, they did, like, team-up movies between them. They were they were massive. Like, I think interesting. Frankenste- Sorry, for this movie, they didn't get Boris Karloff, though. Yeah, I'm going to get into But that. they get him... Sorry, 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 sorry. We'll get into that. Later. Yes, but yeah. So in in like in the early '30s, like I think Dracula and Frankenstein were both the like highest grossing movies in the respective years that they came out. Like they were they were huge properties. Um, and Be- Bella Lugosi, who played Dracula, and Carloff, who played Frankenstein, were like um, kind of like you know they they were like major. Talents, you know, um, they were, they were, you know, and they, they, they both had like kind of interesting parallel careers like Bella Lugosi, you know, Dracula came out first and he kind of, you know, assumed that he was the, they had this kind of like quasi rivalry um, despite appearing in a, in a bunch of movies Dracula. together. Uh, Lugosi and uh, Karloff? Lugosi and Karloff, Karloff who played Frankenstein, uh, you know, again, Lugosi got there oh, first, but had a much like, much more hit or miss career. Um, he was you know he was like a total like degenerate you know like a morphine addict who like you know didn't know how to pick a script would like work for whatever amount of money was offered to him
3: and, so and had an
1: accent he was an immigrant i mean well they're both immigrants but they're both immigrants but like Karloff was like better able to play like was better able to like fit like he could do things other than play frankenstein yeah, yeah. like well, carloff was british he was, yeah, he was British, but also, like, uh, partially Indian, I believe. Was he? Oh. Bo- I know Boris Karloff is not his real name. Whereas, uh. Bela Lugosi is not his real name. But that's neither here nor there. Let's see. What Was he part Indian?
3: Look this up. I didn't know that. Anglo-Indian, you're right. Yeah. Uh
1: british father and an indian mother and an indian mother okay No. wait yeah so he was just an indian guy yeah yeah um but like you know had that like um very deep refined british accent you know he you've seen the like the animated version of how the grinch stole christmas he played the grinch in that he did the voice for that like Mm -hmm. he could do like things other than play frankenstein bella lugosi kind of could only do, like, Dracula-adjacent Dracula. roles, which is weird because this, is, this movie in 1948 was actually the first time he had played Dracula specifically since the original Dracula in, like, 1930 or 1931. Yeah. Um, like, he played a lot of, like, other, like, vampire roles or, like, mad scientist roles. Yeah. And th- had Probably actually... Been... basically. Sorry? He was, like, basically always some sort of, like, villain, like, Eastern European, kind of, like, yeah. dark... Yeah. yeah, and he was, he was actually offered the role of Dracula, or sorry, of Frankenstein, which came out like almost immediately after Dracula, but he thought it would be a step down because it wasn't a speaking role, you know, he just kind of grunted, and so they gave it to this other dude, Boris Karloff, who like wasn't a known quantity at all at the time, and you know, again, Frankenstein ended up being a huge hit and like launched Karloff's career, and like, Karloff was like much, you know, he wasn't as much of just a, like a derelict himself and was yeah. know, better at like picking scripts, you know, better at sort of like, you know, building his career, could like do more versatile work. You know, he did a lot of like stage work,
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know, he uh, um, and was actually like one of the founding members of the Screen Actors Guild. Um, so so like, was Lugosi, you know, wasn't he? They both were. No, Lugosi was not. Um I don't think L- Lugosi was necessarily involved in a, a meaningful way in that. He he could have been, but I'm not aware of that. But, you yeah. know, Ligo- Lugosi ended up having this, like, fairly tragic life where he ended up a morphine addict and ended his career acting in, like, Ed Wood movies, which, yeah. were you know, he was kind of like that, the Tommy Wiseau of his day. Yeah. It was really kind of like a, you know, uh, just a, a bum note to go out on. But, like, you know... Um, but anyway, so th- these were, like again, these were, like, huge properties back in the, like, early to mid-30s. And then again, like, as we were saying, like, the UK banned horror movies. And so they just stopped making them for a while and, like, really hurt the careers of both Karloff and Lugosi. Eventually, Universal sort of started making them again in the 40s, but they were, like, kind of pale limitations. A lot of them not starring Lugosi or Karloff, but starring this other guy, Lon Chaney, who plays the wolfman in this movie. And just sucks ass. Like, he's a terrible actor. No, yeah. No, absolutely dog shit. Also, Lugosi was a charter member of the American screen. Okay. Yeah. There you go. What uh, was it about? But, uh, yes, but to his frustration, increasingly restricted to minor parts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, they just gotta kind of put his name on posters, is what it says. That's why he... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, then, yeah, yeah, basically, yeah, Ed Wood, bad stuff. But, yeah, no, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lon Chaney sucks yeah so a lot of a lot of the uh um info on drawing for the like the the Karloff and lugosi stuff comes from I, I think i've said it before but like the film history podcast you must remember this which did like a whole season on on the two of them specifically and like it's you know this it's this like fairly like you know refined mannered like you know like mainstream audience film history podcast you know the woman who who hosts it, you know, is, you know, she's very respectable, you know, trying to sound like a historian. But she just so openly hates Lon Chaney that she'll, like, break that, like, like you know, history podcast voice and just literally say, like, Lon Chaney, who fucking sucks. Yeah. Like, it's it's really incredible. I love <laughs> it. Like, because he, he fucking sucks. He's a totally wooden performer. You know, it's almost inexplicable that he was, like, Handed the keys to like what was at the time like universal's like primary like franchise and their biggest money makers like it makes very little sense but no. but he was and he's like kind of the main character of this movie in a lot of ways like Abbott and costello obviously are the draw but like in terms of like moving the plot forward it's the Wolfman that's doing a lot of that um mm-hmm. Abbott and costello are just kind of bumbling around the margins but but there you go. Yeah. Hold On Lon Chaney, Lon Chaney. So 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 we're not talking about Lon Chaney, who apparently yeah. is- Lon Chaney Jr. should exactly. say exactly. Yes, he gets he gets called Lon Chaney a lot because I think he kind of eclipsed his father. But yeah, which is insane because apparently his father was actually actually was like a very good uh, actor. Yeah. you know, right? And then just Lon Chaney. See see, and that's the other thing too is that like all of these guys. What's it called? Like, 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 both Karloff and, um, Lugosi are like, are like trade actors who like, you know, yeah. like, who start off like doing like, you know, like plays and stuff like that. And like, doing yeah, like, I mean, Lugosi yeah. originated the role of Dracula on the, um, in the theater. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And started off coming, uh, when he came to America doing like, like, um, you know, you had all these immigrant communities and they would have their own kind of like, like, yeah. Like theater stuff. circuits just for them. Yeah, yeah, and he was like the big guy in the Hungarian, um, yeah. Uh, thing, yeah, um, but yeah. So, no. so Lon, I, I should note: Lon Chaney Jr. was not actually born Lon Chaney Jr. His name was like Creighton Chaney or something like that. But his his father, who was this like major, like he did like similar types of like horror roles in like the silent era you know, using, like, a lot of makeup, so he was known as, like, his nickname was, like, the man of a thousand faces, he did, like, the hunchback of Notre Dame, and I think, like, the Phantom of the Opera, like, you know, was into, like, you know, Frankenstein-type roles, where he got Karloff under a shit ton of makeup, um, so he's not always recognizable, but people knew him really well, like, he was a big name, Lon Chaney, so Creighton Chaney, when he wanted to get in the movies, changed his name to Lon Chaney Jr., to sort of, like, almost trick people into thinking he was his dad, oh, man. Yeah, right, no. I'm looking at um, I'm on the Wikipedia page for Lon Chaney Sr. and uh, Chaney as the Chinese immigrant Yen Sin in the Oh United yeah, shadows. Oh boy, Rob, I'm gonna I'm
3: gonna send you this. Yeah.
1: yeah, and I mean, like Karloff and Lugosi did that a lot too. Yeah, exactly. There was so much, like, basically all every. every yeah, it's just. All yeah. movie-making, you know, prior to, like, 1980 was just all yellow face. Yeah, uh, yeah this is just, uh, I'm sorry, a hell of a picture. But, yeah, no. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, and he was fan of the Opera. Yeah, but that's the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like you said, yeah, he's literally just trying to trick people into thinking he is his father. Um, this is, again, just become an anti-Lon Chaney Jr. Uh, yeah, he sucks. Yeah, we forgot. Abbott and Costello. So... Abbott yeah, and Costello. Why don't we? What's it called? So Abbott and Costello, so uh yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, they go, they like defeat the they defeat Frankenstein and Dracula, who cares? Uh what's it called? Yeah, so so the thing I was actually building to real quick is just that this is You're kind of a yeah, I mean, as always, we're super distractible. But yeah. Universal had all these like these properties sitting around. You know, they had the invisible man and wolfman and Frankenstein and Dracula that had been like huge draws back in the day and you know we're kind of like nostalgic favorites for a lot of people but they weren't really doing anything with them so what they started doing beginning with this movie is they started doing these like comedic mashup films you know Mm -hmm. primarily starring like Abbott and Costello like there are are a bunch of like Abbott and Costello meet the blank there's everything Invisible and and I've seen them all Invisible Man, Frankenstein, Wolfman like all the ones yeah there are too yeah, many and the, the Invisible Man shows up at the end of this, voiced by Vincent Price, just for like two seconds. Yes, but, yes. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. But then they had an entirely different one. Abednego meet the Invisible Man. That is an actual – yeah. 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 Yeah, Jekyll and Hyde, The Mummy. Yeah. A, yeah. And this, was, this got to kind of be like a – you know, almost like a, like a swan song for – uh, not Boris Karloff, for Bella Lugosi. You know, this is kind of like he was on the, the real downswing of his career at this point. This is kind of one of his last major roles. Like five years after this again, he's in an Ed Wood movie, you know. It's um so it you know, it was it was kind of his chance to say goodbye to the role that had made him famous. Like, um, you know, and there was a, you know, a, a later... I don't know why Boris Karloff wasn't in this one. I think it was just because he wasn't really doing Frankenstein anymore. You know, he wasn't even really doing this kind of movie anymore. Like, he, yeah. he, again, he was mostly doing, like, stage work. Like, even doing, like... He he'd had some, like, back injuries while doing... You know, I think while making one of the early Frankenstein movies that had been bothering him more and more in his old age. We didn't really do really physical roles. It required him to do the, like... The Frankenstein walk and like picking shit up and throwing shit, he couldn't really do that anymore. But there is a later like Abden Costello. I think it's literally just called Abbott and Costello meet Boris Karloff. Meet the um, kid, Boris Karloff. Yeah, yeah. So I I haven't I'm, I haven't seen it, but there is one with him again, just sort of like Universal. Like they just they just have this shit sitting around, you know. They have the rights to it, and you know if you don't make it, you're leaving money on the table. So why not cash it? you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, and, and, and that was the thing that always shocked me about it when I realized that that was the actual Bela Lugosi, because I was always just like, how did these idiots get to be in a thing with the Dracula? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's, you know, not kind of putting it in, I, when, as a child, I, I had a hard time putting uh, things in historical context of like, of like, you know, cause to me, I'm just like, Dracula is a big thing. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Like, like 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 I know what Dracula is, and I'm a child, you know, and like, yeah, I'm, I'm this like, you know, understanding like how movie studios worked back then, you know what I mean? Right. Also that like, yeah, like just because like like yeah, Dracula was a big thing. Yeah, Boris Karloff made him famous, but like, Bella also- Lugosi made him famous. Yeah, or yeah, Bella Lugosi made him famous. Yeah, yeah, made him famous. Yeah, but like, that's also all it was. You know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's. It's it's a good movie though. I'll say this is a good movie. Yeah, it's fun. I mean, it, the again, the humor is literally just like Scooby Doo. Yeah. Like, like watching this really felt like, oh, I, I know where Scooby Doo comes from now. Like, it yeah. is so Scooby Doo. Yeah. Well, um, they even they had like a Scooby Doo esque show, the Evan and Costello show. What's it called? That was an animated show in the '60s that Bud Abbott did. I know a lot about Evan Costello. That Bud Abbott did. Luke Costello dies at the age of fifty two in the '50s. What's it called? Because he's a big fat guy. Uh, yeah. with, uh, uh, what's it, uh, I want to say his last words for him asking for a milkshake but I'm not 100% sure that that's true he <laughs> might have been It might have been either that or asking for someone to fix his pillow one of the two but what's it called but yeah no yeah he's big fat guy he dies but Bud Abbott Bud Abbott one of the most tragic stories in Hollywood honestly Um, there's a lot of competition for that title there's a lot of competition for that title but he he dies basically uh, in like a ton of pain he dies like i forget what he had i think he had cancer or something like that he dies in the 70s right he just Lucastello dies right they split ways lucostello dies almost immediately after they split ways like a year after they split ways in 1952 Lucastello dies in i want to say 53 what's it called okay so i looked it up at least according to this random ass website i am on Lucastello's last words were that was the best ice cream soda i ever tasted that's right that's right. Yes. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's what's it called? Yes. I mean, honestly, which I mean, like that's a thing if you're going to go out as a fat guy, go out as a fat guy and do that, it. good. That, like, I mean, like Lucas Costello from everything I've seen seems like kind of a piece of shit. You know what I mean? But like, God, go out. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. They both seem like just unbelievably like, like a lot, a lot to handle. So fun fact. So one of the reasons why they're, Partnership died. Was that when they were in vaudeville, they had a 60 40 split favoring Abbott because it was harder, right? Being a straight man was more of a like, considered more of a like, a like. A, it's a, tougher a, to make that funny than exactly, to just get, yeah. than to just mug and act like a literal child. Exactly. Yeah. Which is, I mean, again, you and me, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got the harder job here. Yeah. You have, yeah, I will say you have the harder job because me, I'm not trying very hard at all. I don't know <laughs> if you know. What's it called? Yeah. But the fact that I keep getting distracted by Wikipedia on our podcast because I'm a professional. What's it called? You people aren't paying for this. Who cares? But no, um, but, but, but that's the thing. And then after a little bit, Casella was like, okay, come on, 50-50, right? And then they're like, all right. And then at the end, Casella was like, 60-40, favoring me, fuck you.
3: <laughs>
1: right? And so that, like, and I think they gave it to him. And then that, like, really, like, they just hated the shit out of each other. There were so many times right. they are I'm done. I'm done, but then like the money was too good, and then yeah, they split in fifty-eight, in fifty-nine. Lucasello makes like one movie by himself and then dies, right? Uh, what's it called? Uh, not to mention they were just—I mean, like you want to see just Abbott and Costello movies, right? That they made one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Just say how many. It's—it's. It's, I literally don't even know. It's so fucking many, yeah.
2: right? Just because
1: it took like two months to make a movie back then. Like that was one of the, that that was the model of the studio system. Like you have everyone under contract, you know, so you don't have to, there's no negotiation phase or anything. It's assembly line production. Mm -hmm. Like we've got all the equipment, we've got the shooting space, we've got the talent, just move it on through. As soon as they're done with one, they're onto the other because they have a contract. Is, is, is that better? Not for, I mean, not for labor. Not for labor, no. I mean, absolutely not for labor, but like. And I'm, again, it's it's assembly line production. So they just, they churn out a lot of crap. Like, yeah. we, we look back and it looks like a golden era yeah. because we're remembering just the cream that's sitting on the top of that turd stew. But, they're, you know, again, they, they made just 8 million Abbott and Costello movies. And like, this is, this I enjoyed, but I'm sure they're not all of, like, Oh, I've seen... I'm looking through the list. I've seen so many of these. Yeah. I've seen so many a, of these. At a certain point, if you if you tell the same jokes using the same characters like literally a hundred times, it's going to start to get a little thin. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, it, it it really fucking does. Like, it really is just like... Yeah, because it's yeah, just the same thing kind of over and over and over and over and over again. And like, that was the thing. I remember like watching these other ones and, like, because Abenaki still Meets Frankenstein is actually, in, like, the Library of Congress, it's considered, like, a great film, right? Because yeah, it yeah. it's, It's like, a perfectly done era comedy, right? That yeah. has these, like, big names and the, and then playing the roles that they're famous for, except for Glenn Strange. But I guess he also did play Frankenstein, I guess, at some other time. Yeah, know. yeah. I mean, he was – yeah, he was – he's not – He's he's not like I don't think most people today would have heard of Glenn Strange in the way that you know, uh, you know it will be reasonable to think someone might have heard of Abaddon Costello and Bello Lugosi, mm-hmm. but like Glenn Strange was a guy who he yeah. plays Frankenstein in this movie.
3: Yeah,
1: although uh, apparently Lon Chaney plays him in a couple of scenes too because Glenn Strange I guess injured himself on set at one point. But okay, I I actually didn't know that. But yeah. like. But, but so, but so I watch this and, 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 and then I go and I watch like, for instance, Ebony Costello meet the invisible man, dog shit. movie. You know what I mean? Right. Like yeah. there's a lot of bad movies. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, fucking Abbott dies a big fat or, or, but, or, or Costello dies a big fat guy, uh, 52 and then Bud Abbott just kind of goes on and on and on into just like increasingly like, uh, like, like forgettableness, you know what I mean? Yeah. Babe like keeps trying to do stuff for money because he just doesn't have any money. He's like a he's a chronic alcoholic, but like because he has epilepsy and when he's like drunk, it like helps him not he he doesn't have like epileptic fits. Like he's just self medicating his epilepsy, just drinking all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Constantly, which is like a big point of contention too between them because like Castell is just like you're fucking drunk all the time. You fucking laugh. Yeah. right? And just, like, just having a hard time. He just, like, he has, like, he's, like, basically broke. Although, like, one of, like, the last things that happens to him is, like, the National Enquirer, like, interviews, like, his daughter, right? And she's just, like, oh, yeah, he's, like, broke and dying of cancer. Or this is, like, the 70s. So all these people send him all these letters and, like, send even somebody even send him money. And then they're just, like, thank you so much. And then a few years later, after a few more years of pain and shitting himself, he dies. Uh, so yeah, real rough stuff. Um, what's it called now though? So I don't know. That's the thing. I mean, (sighs) it's hard. I don't know. You you know, you make a good movie, you write a screenplay you have something in your heart. You write a screenplay and you're not a freak. That's what you do. You do this. They they should honestly bring back slapstick. You know what I mean? They don't have slapstick anymore. They just have gross out now. And that's like, not, I mean, there's a place for that, sure, but, like, Slapstick is so much... Slapstick is the best comedy. You know what I mean? So fucking stupid. Like, goddamn... I mean, it's it's hard to get right, but when you get people with, like, real, like, comedic timing and instinct doing it, like, again, like, most, like, a lot of, like, this kind... Like, you you got these guys, you got, like, Laurel and Hardy, you got, like... I mean, the Marx Brothers aren't exactly Slapstick, but, you know... Just yeah. that kind of like anarchic energy going. Like you get yeah. some good stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 that's the thing is that like I'm trying to think like who do you have doing that these days? Like what is what is like a good comedy movie these days? I mean like I mean I mean like, I mean, like the one I can think of that I get I think gets closest to it are like is like is, is like the Scary Movie franchise. I think like 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 Scary Movie three to me is like almost a perfect movie. Like almost a perfect. Movie. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a great. It's a great comedy movie, but but you know what I mean, right? Um, There was Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen was like was just such a fucking treasure. Like you know what I mean, like in what he did, like like Naked Gun, Naked Gun for like like that that I think gets the kind of slapstick. uh, Um, the Hot Shots part, duh. You know what I mean, right? You ever seen Hot Shots? Haven't seen it. Nope. Oh, you're gonna see it. It's a legitimately great movie. Okay. But you know what's it called? I don't know. I don't know. I get very like I'm trying to think of what has made me laugh recently. That was like a recent movie. Yeah. I mean, they Hollywood doesn't invest a whole lot in comedy anymore. Um, Cause it is, I mean, they're usually cheaper. So they have that going for them. They can be a little hit or miss, you know, and they usually don't, you know, if you make a movie with Spider-Man in it, it's going to make $500. Like, it doesn't have to be good. Oh, five it doesn't have to be $500. $500, exactly. $500. It will... The it most will, money. It will it will, it will it will buy you a plane ticket to, like, uh, San Francisco. Yeah, um, not even. Like no, one way. Five hundred million dollars. Exactly. If, if you put $100 a hundred million dollars into a movie that includes the character Spider-Man, it will make five hundred million dollars. It the, doesn't need to be good. It doesn't need to be bad. It can, it'll, it it'll make it either way. Even if like, be, even if it comes out that it is bad, people are going to go to see it to say how much they hate it. You know what I mean? I like, mean those like those Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies that I don't think anyone even remembers they exist. I never saw any of them. I never saw. I don't think I ever heard a person talk about those movies. But they each made, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you remember do you do you know who Brian Posehn is? I, I know he's a comic. I am not yeah. like super familiar with him, but yeah. He's a comic he's a comic. I, I used to listen to like a lot of stand up comedy, like just like the all the time. Like yeah. like 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 you know how like now like, I just listen to podcasts all the time. I just used to listen to stand up comedy all the time. And and I listen to one of his and he had this bit where he was talking about how like you know, the thing. He's a big nerd, about like how much he loved Star Wars as a kid, and then like the experience of then like going to go see the prequels. You know right. what I mean? The theater and just like right, and then he and this is like and this is filmed right before they made the third prequel, right? Mm-hmm. Right, right, and he's and he's just like, he's, he's talking about how horrible it is and how, like, much it fucked with him and all this stuff. He's just like, I'm not even going to see the last one. And someone from the audience, some, someone heckles just like, just goes, yeah, you will. He just goes, now, fuck you. Now, fuck you. You don't fucking know me. You don't fucking know me. And then, then after a while, just like, yeah, I'll probably go see it. Like, you know what I mean? Just, yeah, yeah. That's the truth. Like, you know. And, I mean, that's not wrong. Like, I have yeah. seen – Almost every Marvel movie, like despite despite <laughs> despite thinking like, they're basically like, yeah, they're fine. Yeah, like yeah, that's that's about as bad and about as good as they get. Yeah, like, yeah. They can't they can't be much better than that. They can't be much worse. They're fine. Yeah, you know. Yeah, or like Matt christman from Chapo talks about how like he has seen every single Transformers movie that they have put out, including the ones with like Mark Wahlberg. Like every yeah. single one. Of I them. have seen. I have seen. I think 3 or 4 of those too. Yeah. Yeah. And th- but those are like I don't know, those are like assaultive. Yes, They're like like you know, the Marvel movies are like a very smooth experience where they just kind of, you know, 2 hours has been filled. You know, it it, it is like as soon as you're done it's going to slide right out of your brain. But like the time passed and it was like in no way like difficult or like challenging. It was just you know, it was like having a NyQuil and then just like crawling under the covers and just falling asleep for a little while, mm-hmm. enjoyable enough. But you're not going to remember anything about it. Like the like, you know, all that like Michael Bay stuff is like just so loud and so much like, like uh, yes. just kind of skeezy like shots of like asses, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Of of uh, of of Megan Fox. Remember when Megan Fox was like the remember when so yeah remember they made that movie with megan fox that was just like that was just like <laughs> i not remember what it was but like she was some like sexy demon jennifer's body jennifer's body that's right i remember that that exists i do not remember Je- i did not see it but I-, I actually did see it because what's it called what's it called um you've seen the dollars trilogy right yeah okay 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 just just curious anyway uh no, no 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 but jennifer yeah the entire point of it was like was like was like was like she's gonna be sexy in this and i i watched that entire movie with my dick in my hand just like waiting waiting <laughs> <laughs> waiting because i was like maybe she'll be naked like remember like the GoDaddy commercials it was like that same right. thing. Yeah, yeah, because say so much of like the two thousand. You wonder what the two thousands was. It was tricking like teenage boys into into consuming into consuming ads and content. Right, and oh, and yeah. The, the yeah the Transformers movies were the ultimate expression of that. But the, they were ultimately just trying to trick you into enlisting. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. The, no, the, they, the end the end game is you go to Iraq. Exactly, exactly. Which. I'm going to say... And, and hopefully buy some Mountain Dew, too. Yes, 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 yes. Well, I mean, listen, listen. I tried to join the police force after watching uh, 21 Jump Street. So, like, I don't know. Exactly. So, maybe it works. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it is... That's the thing. i what say. Propaganda, man. You know what I mean? What's the is propaganda. The, tonight's word is... And that's the thing that I think is so sad is because, like, it does feel like we've just gone back to that assembly line now. You know what I mean? Everything is formulaic. Everything has to hit these notes everything no one's thinking outside the box no one but it's thinking, you know, it's a different kind of assembly line like again like classic hollywood they're they're make like every star is in like 10 movies a year you know it's nuts like now like now each studio puts out like it feels like they put out like 3 movies you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah,
3: yeah it's yeah. like
1: they're they're not making like honda accords anymore like everything everything is an r8 you know it has it has to clear like a billion dollars or it's not worth it everything is a plymouth prowler <laughs> do you know the plymouth, you know plymouth prowler i do not it sounds like a great car though look look i want you right now to look up the plymouth prowler and i want to see your reaction i'm just picturing the car that homer designs in the simpsons sure. no it's what our it's it's actually what uh, rbg drives kind of like rockabilly James Bond bullshit is this? (laughs) What the fuck am I looking at? This is is like if a PT Cruiser got divorced. (laughs) Like a midlife crisis. Got like (laughs) blonde streaks in its hair. Like a little studded earring. This is like what Al Capone would drive if he like got into PUA. <laughs> this is this is currently this is currently this is currently what Will I Am is driving to the store. Okay, well, Have yeah, we no, like- that's that's the that's the American film industry now. It's yeah. just it's it costs a hundred million dollars and is completely It yeah. is, like such a like trying to please everyone based off like absurd market research that it ends up just being this like total fucking camel that makes no sense exactly exactly oh my god bro you can buy a plymouth prowler for not that much i believe that i can't imagine spending much money on that thing $30,000, $30,000, man. Seriously, Matt Matt was not wrong in this case. You should actually Google image search the Plymouth Prowler if, you if you're not familiar with it. It's an insane looking... It's it's an insane it, car. It, it feels like what the mask would drive. Yes, exactly. Well, because so many of them are purple for some reason. Yeah. It's such an absolutely chaotic color. They're purple and then that yellow that like a lot of cars were in like 2002. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like it's... Like the bumblebee yellow. Yeah. You see, and a it's lot of like, Yeah. It, it really, but yeah, that's like the American film industry now. They're all just Plymouth Prowlers because it's just like, you look at it and you're like, wow, that's cool. But then, like, yeah, like, th- th- no one, like, who is a oh, wrecked? I want to see a wrecked Plymouth Prowler. But it's, that's <laughs> so funny. This is so funny. Holy shit, this is insane. This is, uh, that's my new life goal is to buy a Plymouth Prowler. Jackie. I'm buying a Plymouth Prowler. The sigh she just let out was really... Jackie, look up Plymouth Prowler. But yeah, I mean, I think you're right. It, it's like if you handed $100 million to a focus group. Yes, exactly. Like, you get, like you get some weird shit. Yeah. Because you, you can't... If you design something entirely by committee it's just, you know, the, the like old joke that like a, a camel is just a horse designed by committee. And everyone loves camels. Yeah. They're mean and smell bad. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. and they smoke. Yeah. They're cool. Yeah. yeah. Bro, they should, they should honestly, that's the one thing I'm a libertarian about. They should just let you, they should just let cigarette companies, let them have cartoons, let them give you free swag, and uh, let them, you know, right? Let, let them flavor it blue raspberry. Who cares? Yeah. We need to get children smoking again. When that happens, we'll start winning world wars again, and we'll all think Abbott and Costello is the funniest thing in the world. Bro, what I would give for them to have like, for them to like, for there to be like a new Abbott and Costello, for there to be like a renaissance, a a a a re a re like slapstick one. Because like Jackass is great, sure, but I'm sorry, what Jackass doesn't have going for it is that they're actually like getting hurt, and like at a certain point. Yeah. It, it's like you need to just, retire. Exactly. I am just watching men destroy themselves, right? Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and, like, that, like there, there comes a point when, like, you, you just hit an age and you're just like, I don't need to see that. You know what I mean? Yeah. What's great is, what's great is, what's it called? Yeah, two guys holding a two-by-four and one of them turns and smacks another guy. Fantastic. Who doesn't love that? A fat guy's pants fall down. Amazing. Everyone's laughing. What's it called? What's it called? Big fat guy yelling, yelling for his friend because he sees a Dracula. Amazing. Oh man. Yeah. Well, that's what we need. We need to return to a purer time where children smoked and fat, mo- fat man fall down was all comedy was. I'm, I'm, I cannot tell you. how Genuinely sad. Do, do your part. Give your children cigarettes. What's, what the fuck? <laughs> Like he go? My, my my kids my kids already hey, judged no, me no, no. for no, Joe Joe, he already gave the baby a vape and sent her to the ER. That's true. I actually I did. Know. Yeah, Jojo yeah. yeah, yeah. My youngest, for those of you that don't know, like a year ago I had my e-cigarette out on the thing. I and mean, then I turn around and I turn back and she literally had it in her mouth. She is yeah. She knows what to do. She's cool. She is so cool. She is so cool. Yeah. She's gonna get a snap back and probably yep. a you know who's the coolest in every, in every, just everything? The devil. He's the coolest. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. She's got devil energy. It's, it's like, basically, who's the second coolest? Dracula. Yeah. Oh, my God. Because he's a demon. Like, it's so funny reading about Bella Lugosi because he basically just played Dracula as a PUA. Like yes. he bragged, Like, his whole life he bragged about how many, like, fan letters from like repressed like 30s women he got basically like asking like him to come over and fuck, fuck them because he was so sexy as Dracula. When he was like 70 and like dying of morphine addiction, like he like famously went to this like, uh, like screening of Dracula where like, you know, it was like at some like film festival or something where they were showing like old classics and he's like again like 70 and strung out on morphine and with his like 22 year old wife and is like watching the movie and just while well, like just like nodding out, screams like "Oh my God! What a handsome bastard I was!" And his like thick Hungarian <laughs> accent, I'm just,
0: I'm just like
1: that it's, is that's a- that is part of the reason he turned down the the Frankenstein role. Like again, like not a speaking part and not sexy. Like yeah. if he was gonna play a role, it had to be sexy because Bella Lugosi is synonymous with sexy. He is though. He's such a good looking guy. Yeah. He's so- Fucking hot, and I am just fucking dying. Imagine all of these thirty house, thirty like like nineteen thirties housewives just being like, the husbands just being like, Maud wants to fuck Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> Dracula can get it. Dude. I'm gonna go on Twitter right now and look up, uh, Dracula is daddy AF, and see just how many I can find. I'm not gonna actually do that, but I bet a lot. Imagine Dracula driving a Plymouth Prowler. It's pretty good. <laughs> that's, that's the only person who should be allowed to drive that. If I see Dracula driving a Plymouth Prowler, that makes sense. Like, I don't understand why he's, why he's driving. Like, he should just be flying around as a bat. But if he does, like, if he is going to be driving, that's the car for him. No one but the undead is allowed to drive a Plymouth Prowler. <laughs> You know what made, you know what I was thinking of? You know what made Dodgeball a better movie if instead of a pirate that guy was just Dracula. <laughs> yeah. Pirates are funny but but vampires are funnier. Just I don't know why it's so funny. Just imagining someone being Dracula. Just yeah, going, like a grown man <laughs> insisting I am Dracula. Yeah. No, for real guys, I'm a vampire. That's <laughs> going going to a bar and trying to pick up a woman. Because <laughs> like, go take, taking a woman to a, on like, a, a date to a fancy restaurant and very seriously insisting that you have a garlic allergy. Wearing, like, little white plastic Halloween fangs. Like, okay, okay, what was that PUA show uh, with Mr. What was that one? I don't know. I know what you're talking about, but I was not paying close enough attention to the name. He <laughs> just gets all the, like, all, the, like, the guys around. It's just like, all right, first thing you're going to want to do with a woman, you're going to want to tell her. <laughs> Step one of any successful seduction, tell them you're Dracula. <laughs> tell them you're Dracula. Step two, act like Dracula. Just be – well, that's what those guys do anyway. They just be Dracula and just get laid. They just dress and be Dracula and get laid. Folks, if you're try being Dracula, you're gonna be beating them off with a stick. I would do it, but I already you'll have Dracula. a you'll have a cane. You will have a cane because you're Dracula. Yeah. Oh my God! I'm going to I'm going to spend five thousand dollars on a replica Dracula. Cast. You'll be a dandy man, or, or metrosexual, as they say these days. Remember that? Remember when everyone was using the word metrosexual? It's so funny that they just came up with another word for being Italian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so funny. It just, just any, any man that like, that like any man that like didn't have socks with a whole... Combed r- his hair. What? Who combed his hair. Who combed his hair and 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 had socks where the, where his big toe wasn't sticking out of them? We're, yeah. really like, we're just like, damn, you're just like those gay guys. Again, <laughs> yeah, on Comedy Central called "Straight Eye for the Queer Guy." I did not. It existed. It did one season, and I watched every episode. I believe all of that. But yeah, you're literally just describing being an Italian guy. Exactly. Yeah. That's. Yes, because the Italian guys only come in two speeds. You've yeah. got your, your De Niro Pesci speeds where you're just like dressing up is like wearing a tracksuit. Like the rest of the time you're literally just in boxers and a yep. wife respect or like eating beans out of the can. Yeah. Or you're on the complete opposite end of the spectrum and you're like Dennis Farina and you're like very into like colognes and wear like silk shirts and like gold chains. And, you yeah, know, yeah, you're just, yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that's the that's the dichotomy there. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's there's no middle ground. No, no Italian has ever just worn like slacks and a hoodie. Yeah. No, no, absolutely no. Yeah. If 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 you're an Italian and you've ever worn a hoodie, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't. That's, I, some, I really, that's some Swiss nonsense. Yeah. Exactly. Buy yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe you're Serpico and you get to wear some sort of. I'm sorry. My wife is, is on her fourth bowl of Raisin Bran. I don't know why. Dude, Raisin Bran kicks ass. Totally <laughs> underrated. You gotta get the crunch, though.
3: What? It's the Raisin Bran crunch, and I'm eating yeah. my feelings, but I'm eating my feelings with Raisin Bran crunch. Yeah,
1: I respect that. I did that this morning. Never had Raisin Bran in my life. Send
3: me to bed after oh, don't let eat any more Raisin Bran. I won't let you
1: eat any more Raisin Bran.
3: That's why I was texting you, because I didn't want anyone else to know. I don't let me to eat
1: anything. Well, it wasn't, a, well, now the whole world of three people will know.
3: I'm going to go
1: to bed after this bowl. Okay. This is marriage. This is this is the real marriage story.
3: This is PMS. Do you want to see
1: the, You want to see the actual marriage story? It's 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 it's
3: me, me crying into my Yeah. All yeah.
1: of raisin brand. Yeah, and, I, and, I, and 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 asking me to do something about it when it's like I am powerless to stop, stop this. What it. do you want? I literally tried to and you looked like you were going to cry. <laughs> All right, all right, you're harshing the vibe. You're harshing the
0: vibe.
1: <laughs> She's having a hard time. I don't know what about. What's it gone? What's it gone? But anyway, all right, all right, here it starts. Yep, yep, all right, there you go. This is the actual marriage story. I'm
3: gonna go to bed. Okay, you
1: probably should, all right. Do you want this cut? Oh, what? Stay. keep rolling, keep rolling. <laughs> This is good. I'm too lazy to stop recording. That's right. What's it called? Yeah, no. Uh, anyway, yeah. Dennis Farina. What's it called? Yeah, that's a day. That's a, that is the academy. And then what's it called? Although Jews do that too. What's it called? Jews are totally schlubby, right? And I mean, ever, everyone does that to a certain extent, but like everyone, everyone else has a middle ground. Like exactly. you, you see a Jewish guy wand, walking around in a hoodie and jeans. You're like, fine cool seen it before we'll see it again
3: yeah yeah
1: i see a guy guy who pretends to be from the boot doing that i'm like suspect suspect Yeah. you're stealing valor there yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 no you see an italian guy wearing tims i need to to check your papers exactly absolutely yeah and because that's the thing it transcends because at a certain point and also jewish guys doing that are just trying to look like the italian guys that's it as they live in the same goddamn neighborhood, and they're like, God, they look so comfortable or cool. That's it. Yeah. We just copy. That's the thing. You really want to know what we are? We have our own thing, sure, but a lot of our stuff is just us copying people. <laughs>
3: copy. <laughs> I love you. Disgusting. Bye. Good, yeah. night.
1: good
3: night. No, I'm eating raisin bread. you actually pretty That's good. good.
1: Was it a? Oh, man. Right. So, we, we, we've wandered pretty far afield into race science at this point, which I think is our, our cue to wrap yep. this up. Abednego Costello New Frankenstein, what the fuck do I have to tell you about? A funny slapstick movie that has monsters in it. Go see it. Fuck you. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Now look up the Plymouth Prowler. <laughs> yeah, legitimately do that. It's, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a Formula One like rockabilly car. It's like it's like it's like just trying to imagine someone driving one. Just some like just total like just middle-aged dolt like recently divorced, buying himself a like you know he's owns owns like a like a like a like a, like a minor local insurance company yeah. makes like high five figures and I'm like this yeah. is gonna get me so much puss. Yeah. yeah. Or someone or someone who looks exactly like DJ Qualls telling girls that he's Dracula. Yeah.
3: <laughs> That's, oh, my God. All
1: right. Oh, man. Oh. so good. What have you been watching? What have I been watching? I, I realize I start off every single one of these things. What have I been watching? I don't remember. Um, watching a lot of Looney Tunes again. Watching Beautiful. a lot of Looney Tunes. Beautiful. Beautiful. Right sincerely recommend it um how's it called? I'm gonna say i i think I think foghorn leghorn might be my favorite, I think he might be my favorite he because, might because because he's got the kind of like pretentious but- but, but buffoonish thing mm-hmm. like, yeah, like very yeah. self serious but like you know that's like it's so easy to make that guy into like an object of fun like exactly you know, the, guy, yeah. the guy who really thinks he's the cock of the walk, like yes, come on exactly. But I, Buddy, you're, you're shitting and falling down just like the rest of us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Come on. Come on. Although, honestly, you kind of can't go wrong with them. Like, they're all pretty good. Like, yeah. like, 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 like I watched a Roadrunner and Coyote earlier and was just fucking howling laughing. It's very oh. good. And honestly, it feels good to laugh at something so stupid. Yeah. Right? And to know that you're connected your grandfather your great-grandfather your father or whatever who watched that in a nickelodeon at some point and also fucking had a pissed his pants laughing and then went on a soda for five dollars that was or or for five dollars for five cents from a man that sent two kids to college uh uh yes yeah i mean he was he was freshly returned from a foxhole outside of monte casino you Mm -hmm. know and just as like His his little reward for watching three of his best friends die, he gets to watch a cartoon where a big bulldog chases a little mouse and and just howls with laughter and will never tell his son that he loves him despite feeling it with all his heart. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. And then go to work and wear a little paper hat. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, and move big boxes around full of of mummies. Exactly, exactly, yes. That's just the 40s. After this, we should quit our jobs and just get a job where, where we just move around packages and just pretend the mummy is in them. <laughs> and, then, and then and have self-important men threaten to call insurance agents on us because we're, okay. because we're making a big old mess in there. <laughs> I would literally love nothing more than to be a bumbling blue-collar guy with you. That would be yeah. ah, perfect. Perfect yeah. life. Jackie saying, Matt... You have a college degree and a family to feed, and I right. you make $15 an hour, and I say, uh-uh-uh, but what's it called? It's not a good you can't put a price tag on friendship. You can't put a price tag on friendship. That's the and thing. hijinks. Exactly. I don't get to get into any hijinks at my job now. It's all cleaning, and, 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 and you need a bag. Sorry. sorry. I've been watching. I haven't, I haven't really watched anything. I started watching a field in England. Have you seen it? Uh, no, I have not. I've seen some of the guy's other movies, but not that one. I can't remember the guy's name, but... Hmm. I think he did Kill List. That was okay.
3: Alright, interesting.
1: Yeah. It's like a... It starts off as an action movie that slowly turns into a horror movie and then turns into a movie about Bohemian Grove. It's a weird movie, but... What? A Field in England? No, uh, Kill List. No, okay. It's like these two guys are, who are like hired killers get hired to like you know, explore kill like a list of people they don't you know know by whom or why they start like offing these people and they then they slowly like it turns out they have been like this is like an initiation ritual they've been hired for and to like get entered into like a bohemian grove type cult and like their final mission is like one of them has to kill the other one and then i think maybe their family um it's a it's a weird dark movie but yeah Hmm. if that happened to us i would not kill you no, I'm not th- I, I'm not that interested in like sacrifices to Moloch. I'm yeah. not I'm not a scene I want to be a part of. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I'm Jewish, all right? Come on. Yeah, you're already sacrificing little kids to Moloch. That's yeah. right. You don't you don't need an invite. Do you know what you know what Moloch means in 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 Hebrew? It actually uh, means dad. Uh, but, <laughs> no, it actually means angel, which I which is honestly, yeah, not doesn't look good, but it's <laughs> It's, spelled, it's It's not Moloch, it's Moloch, but it's like, I remember being like, ooh, ooh, boy, ooh, boy. Not a not a good look. Not a good look. Not a good look. Not a good look. That could be very easily uh, misinterpreted, uh, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, no. it Well Okay. Uh, yeah, I started watching a field in England. Uh, okay. It yeah. Hmm. Interesting. You haven't seen it.
3: Okay.
1: Yeah. Anyway, uh, what am I watching? What are you watching? Why haven't you been watching? Uh, I'm going to mute myself and eat Raisin Bran. Okay. So I actually... Don't mute yourself. This is... I don't want to just talk. I hate when I'm just talking. I want to banter. I feel Man, like... I you hear me eating. No one wants to hear well, me. Women don't eat. It's a simple <laughs> solution. We've done over this so many times that you're not supposed <laughs> to eat while we're recording.
3: I'm hungry. I'm so... Rob, I'm so hungry.
0: I'm so hungry. <laughs> All
1: right. So... I actually I watched the like original two Frankenstein movies uh, with Boris Karloff Frankenstein Bride of Frankenstein like it's really easy to like watch them back to back like you put them two to get, like they're both really short you watch them like one after the other you're talking like maybe two and a half hours probably even less like total between the two um they're like they're not you know they're not scary but they are like affect like weirdly effectively disturbing like um. You know, the first Frankenstein was a pre-code movie. So, like, the violence is, like, way... Like, for a movie that came out in, like, 1931, I think, like, the violence is way more brutal than you would imagine. It to really? Be, like, there, there is, like, a child death in the movie. Yeah. And there, like, famously... Um, it was actually one of the things that, like, led to the creation of the code. Um, and, like, there's a body that gets thrown around, like, a rag doll on a high surface that, like, clearly, like, breaks its back. Like it is, it is an effective movie. Uh, again, not not exactly scary, but like genuinely disturbing in a lot of places. And and then the second one is like weirdly tragic, where like Frankenstein becomes like an actual like you know sympathetic figure who's you know like haunted by like an an a, a populace that does not understand this creature that does not look like them. Like it's very clearly like a metaphor for like you know being an outsider in an unforgiving society. That like again like really effectively done like is you know suffers a little bit from like being a movie that has been like so like aped and parodied over so many decades that like you know it's kind of hard to see it the way that people would have seen it in like 1934 or whenever it came out but like still it holds together like you know um yeah I, I would I would recommend them um if you're into that kind of movie. Um but it is a flavor that I like. And I also like kind of in that vein uh, watched the Joe Dante movie Matinee, which is uh, came out in I think the early to mid '90s, and like a lot of Joe Dante movies, is kind of like Spielberg light. Um, but it's about this. Uh, it's set in during the Cuban Missile Crisis in Key West, where this like producer of like kind of cheesy '50s monster movies, played by John Goodman. Is premiering like a cheesy 50s monster movie, so you know it's it has a lot of fun with like you know kind of the tropes of those movies and there's like some coming of age stuff thrown in there. Um, but I don't want to. It's it's fun. It's it's you know it's a fun movie, especially if you're like at all into again like cheesy older monster movies. Like it, it just has a lot of fun with that. Um, and you know John Goodman always a delight. Always oh, a great presence to have. Oh so good, yeah, so good. Yeah, I was just looking at it now. Oh my god, he rocks. He's so. Yeah. I'm cool, yeah. Uh, him, I, I was. I've been thinking a lot about um the movie Oh Brother Where Are Thou. And such he, a good movie. Such a good movie. Such an unbelievable, and his performance. I mean, I I'm having a hard time thinking of a movie where he had a bad performance. You know what I mean? Like I can think of one. Like he's been in bad movies, but I, I don't yeah, think he's been like a bad part of a movie that I can think of. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like definitely everyone's been in some stinkers, but like yeah. he's like just truly good. Yeah. So anyway, building off of that, because I'm going to assign you something in the same vein, but before I get there, so we, uh, Matt and I were talking a while back where I, I had this idea where, where I thought we would kind of flip roles for the next month. Really, honestly, my, my motivation here was that much like the French, I kind of just want to take August off <laughs> and so i thought that i would i would assign you rather than sort of giving you these you know higher brow or at least pretentious movies you know you know classics or foreign movies or independent or art house movies you know i was just gonna give you some some like low brow shit that i like you know gonna, gonna kind of take it take it easy this month not really feel like i need to like really stretch to give you something challenging and like have something insightful to say about it. Like, I'm just going to give you some, some easy shit that I like. And, you know, if you wanted to, you could try and try and, you know, do what I usually do. Go for something higher brow. If you don't want to do that, you don't have to. I don't care because this is just about me taking this month off. So what I'm going to do is for the mo- again, just for the month of August, I'm going to assign you some like, some schlock. Some, not, not schlock exactly, but you know, some some less, some different stuff. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna step out of the lane that I have fulfilled, that I have been in so far. Because, also because I don't want to be pigeonholed. You know, I am a man of the people, who enjoys entertainment. You know, I'm not here just to educate, just to be didactic. You know, I'm, am a man of many talents, a man of many tastes, and so I am going to assign you another Joe Dante film, and I'm going to assign you Gremlins 2, yes, the new batch. Yeah.
3: Yes. Yeah. Yes.
1: A movie I somehow have never I've seen the original Gremlins like a million times. Yeah. Had it on VHS. I've never seen. I'm so excited. So it is. It is like, obviously, the original Gremlins was inspired a lot by Looney Tunes, but this is just a Looney Tunes movie. <laughs> yeah. And that is that is available for streaming on HBO Max. Oh. Look what I'm look what I'm doing right now. I know you're you're rubbing your hands and like a greedy little squirrel and excitement. Can I show? Hold on, I need to show you something. I got at work today. It's uh. I don't know what I'm looking at. It's a coin. It's a, dollar. it's a silver dollar. Okay. Silver dollar. Someone at work, right. Right. This woman at work or, or this customer was like, was like, Hey, um, you've changed for a dollar. Right. Right. And I was like, what? Right. And I was like, I, like lady, like I'm on my way out. Right. And she just like held it up and I was like, is that a silver dollar? Right? <laughs> and I was like, really excited and immediately just gave her for my own money, like change. She was like, Oh, thanks. Yeah. You could have put it in the thing. And then I was just like, I was just like, oh boy, a silver dollar, and then I was just like, fuck, God damn it, no one can see this, right? You know what I mean? I'm being a shonda right now. Now I just, you, you, you gotta be careful as a Jew. You know what I mean? You get me, you get me too excited about money. You know what I mean? You get me uh, okay. disappointed. Pointage. So I will say we have, you know. I get- We have been doing a lot of like pickups and deliveries of cars for people, you know, who want to get their car serviced. Just because, again, like it's a pandemic, no one wants to come into the store. Just like drum up some business, we've started offering like we'll come get your car. Like please, just let us work on your car. We don't want to close, you know, we don't want to lay people off. Please just let us come get it. That's kind of like that's kind of just a role I have fallen into. It's not really my job, but that's the work they had for me. So I've been doing that a lot. And there's this dude that I have picked up his car. I think two times just in the last three months, always from his office. And he's just, he's got weird vibes. He dresses like Gordon Gecko, but has like weird, like Robert Durst energy where he just like, does not really totally seem human. But every time I go out there, he tips, which you're not really supposed to do, but some people like do it anyway. I am not turning it down. Of course. Like every single time I have gone out there, he has made me wait outside his office for like 15 plus minutes but then we'll eventually, after you call him like three times, come down and tip you in five $2 bills. Every single time, he will just give you five $2 bills, which I feel like a part of me kind of feels like I'm accepting Confederate money. Yeah, yeah. It, it deposits in the ATM just fine. And a part of me is, is yeah, just excited. Like, ooh, it's yeah. different. A treat. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, no, I I had some lady have to pay me $3, and she gave me two bills, and another bit of me like, lady, and then I looked, and one of them was a $2 bill, and I was just like, and I, and I just remember thinking, I was just like, how fucking excited are you for this moment? Like, like, <laughs> how yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you for the chore, lady, all right? <laughs> Put that underneath the register, just be like, I don't know what the fuck to do with this.
3: <laughs>
1: what I should have done was I should have waited until someone uh, needed change and then given it to them, but I, uh, I just looked it up. Um, These are, uh, this, uh, it's a 1972 one. Uh, the Mint produced the normal, uh, copper nickel coin for circulation, uh, in Philadelphia and Denver. What's it called? Uh, they're common and are only worth a dollar or two in any condition. So, well, shit. Yeah, it's a silver dollar. Did you think it was going to be worth more than a dollar? Well, that's the thing. Well, because I was like, it's silver. (laughs) (laughs) So... Matt, I, if it was worth more than a dollar, people would just melt it down. They wouldn't have made it. Well, nickels are worth more than five cents. Yeah, but it's, it's such a, like infinitesimal difference that no one bothers. I once heard of some guy that got a million dollars worth of them and melted them down, right? Sounds like a fun guy. I don't think it's a true story. I'm really upset now. I just have this fucking... It, I gotta say, though, listen to this shit. Listen to that hear that? I'm making, I'm making, holy fuck. Sounds solid. I just fucked up my table. <laughs> I invented that. What's it called? There's a big, it's clearly from a coin too. Jackie's going to see the coin and immediately know that it was from the coin because there's literally ridges in my goddamn table. <laughs> well, shit, who cares? The table was free. All right. Well, Rob, you know what I'm going to sign you? I am going to go highbrow because I've actually seen some stuff in my time. Have you ever seen the movie A Gentleman's Agreement? I have not, actually. Do you know what it's about? Uh, I think so. I would need to confirm. I agree, Peck.
0: Oh, yes.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, directed by Elliot Kazan, who is Zoe Kazan's, what's it called, grandfather, who a lot of people think they're Jewish, they're not, they're Greek, and he named names. Yes. So, yes. We can get into that more next time, so there's a lot to talk about there. Oh, yes, there's a lot, yes. But look at that, look at that, Rob. Look what I served you up. Look what I served you up, completely on the fly. Thought I was going to give you the animal. Do you know where it is available? Uh, I think I found it on YouTube, but if not, I will literally fucking I, I will I will Venmo you four dollars. <laughs> you do not have to do that. Unnecessary. I, I know I know you're hurting right now. <laughs> <Which> I'm <laughs> being shitty about that. <laughs> just so sh- we, can, we can compare paychecks anytime you want, Matt. Yeah, Rob. Yeah. Well, I'm a union man, so I only work eight hours. <laughs> I only belong to one union because I quit the other one. <laughs> Oh man! All right. Well, join us next time for. Oh my God! A gentleman's agreement and gremlins too. <laughs> yeah, gentleman's agreement and gremlins too. What a just spicy! I'm gonna say I should go first next time. Actually, maybe. Yeah. You're gonna need a. Sh- it's gonna. It's a shot chaser situation. Yeah. No real shot chaser situation. Yeah, you're probably right. Okay, you can. You get to kick us off next time. I fucking hate this. I like being the bean. You know what? I hope you enjoy the month of August and being the dumb one too. Again, I was going to try and say something in French, but I don't know any French at all. I think I've mentioned before that when I was in in France last summer, I kept saying gracias to waiters just because (laughs) my brain automatically went to they speak foreign. That's, see, it's funny because I have the exact opposite thing with Spanish people because I just, I just keep wanting to say stuff in French. And that literally is what my dad does at the hospital he works at is when he gets someone that only speaks Spanish, he just speaks to them in the French that he learned in high school. Uh, Let's <laughs> it off. It's very funny. But uh, what did you want to say in French? I don't know. I didn't even have a plan for what I wanted to say. Just, you know, I, I, I love the French and I specifically love their just – no, just the month of August does not count. That's a bi we have a bi month. Like, it doesn't even count towards our vacation time. Yes. It does not exist for employment purposes. Yes, yes. It's just, what did you need? It's not happening. You gotta and, wait till September, buddy. And if you, God, can you imagine if they tried to make them work during that month? Right? They yeah. would, yeah, right? They would, they, Rob, you and I are so fucking if, air down the Eiffel tower and build a barricade out of it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You want to see Americans? What are we doing? You and I idiots. They're being like, well, you have to work during this pandemic. What are we doing? Like the little cucks we are going to work. You know what I mean? They so, eat- so literally. Um, so again, I've been doing all these pickups and deliveries. I've also been being trained, like at the same time, I'm being trained on warranty billing
3: mm-hmm.
1: and we literally get paid Buy war, but like through warranty for we get like twenty bucks a pop for every pickup we do, and like I am being trained on how to build it in a way that none of that money goes to anyone but management. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Yes. We get, we get no hazard pay for that shit. No. Oh no. Yeah, I got hazard pay for like two months, a month and a half, and then they just took it away, and they were just like, "Thank you." And as a bonus, here's forty dollars, and right. then. Yeah, I have a guy that every time is just like, why aren't we getting hazard pay still? And I was like, I don't know, man. Yeah. Yes, yes. Well, I, I, d- I don't really expect it. It's just literally, like they literally give us money for each of these one things where we have to go and get in a stranger's car. Yes. And just, there is money specifically for that and none of it goes to the driver who's taking the actual risk. Yeah, exactly, yes, no. Whatever. Yes. I have a job, a lot of people don't, you know. I'm a cop.:, Honestly, we should just go to France. i don't don't think they're letting us in well yeah no not now that's uh, that's what honestly i give myself another five years in this shithole i'm getting out folks you think i'm staying you think i'm staying i'm leaving listen i'm gonna be like my family did last time you know what year my family left when the last millsman left europe what's it called at least the last one that got out left europe 1922 that's the time to leave europe that's when you leave europe so you your know, plan is to go to a place where they still have like real virulent anti-Semitism? Yeah. <laughs> well, they're French. <laughs> Jackie, uh, text from the missus. Can you stop yelling, please? Uh, yes, I can, and I'm sorry. I, I think we're pretty much done. So yeah, again, join us next time for the spicy, spicy, weird combination, the ketchup and peanut butter of *Gentlemen's Agreement and Gremlins 2. Oh my God, goodbye, everyone. Goodbye.
2: An episode of Community. Hi, I'm Briggs Hatton, credited author of this week's episode. You might've noticed an emphasis on the topic of incest. Well, that's no accident. For the past two years, when not serving as writer's assistant on Community, I've been researching incest on the internet. What I found surprised me. Did you know that first cousins can have children without great risk of birth defect or genetic disease? That's a quote directly from the New York Times, April 4th, 2002. But despite this scientific fact, state laws on incest remain inconsistent and woefully outdated. I mean, I I can make love to my cousin in Nebraska, but if I take her on a date in South Dakota, I'm looking at 15 years prison time. I told the community writers, attention must be paid. They said they'd allow me to dress it on one condition. At the end of the episode, I must appear and identify myself as ringer. Look, I'm not trying to tell you how to feel about incest. I'm just letting you know there's more to it than you've been told. I'm Briggs Hatton. I wrote the Community Season 6 Incest episode. Good night.
3: But too early for Dr. Pepper.